I'll sing it. We will, we will rock you. We're peeking all over the place. <laughs> we will, Good. we will rock you. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. What's up, everybody? Hey. The only reason I wasn't clapping and like, one, I don't have You don't have arms like you on your chair. That's dangerous. And two, okay. I'm seeing nothing but red on the sound. What's up, everybody? Hey. Welcome to Life Camera Cocktails. Cocktails. We are a podcast that pairs amazing movies. That's what we do, right? Movies? Yeah. And amazing, amazing cocktails. cocktails. Mm-hmm. And we peek on the audio tracks. And now that your speakers and or headphones are blown out, <laughs> you can enjoy the rest of the show. Yes. <laughs> now that we've blown out your ears, we have the lovely voice of Mr. Daniel Imperiale. That's me. Thank you. A uh, very good friend of ours. A uh, wonderful actor, writer, uh, what else do you do? You, you play music. <laughs> yeah. You accept compliments. Oh, uh, and out. he may play hockey uh, on yeah. occasion. Got the jersey what can't on. You He's do a captain the of question. the Hawks. I have yet to see. He's one of those. Um, Are you really? Captain? I can't. Uh, of the Hawks. Oh shit! He's he really, really the captain is. of right his okay. hockey team. Yes. Um, I can't draw. I can't draw paint. Either. I'm um, learning to be. I actually painted that for them for Christmas. Yes, she oh, this here? did. Can I bring this, I bring this out? Yes. You can. Can I bring this out? This yeah. is my that's second our, ever painting. That's our Christmas gift from Zenobia. That's beautiful. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> I would love to be there. I really tried. I love the beach. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, Daniel's one of those guys that's good at many, many things, and it's hard to find the things that he's not good at. Yeah, well, that's true. I'm good at I drinking. Can't do, I can sing, but I can't do um, like the musical theater voice. When I'm around musical theater people, and they're doing the musical theater voice, and there's something, di- there's a different quality about it. I don't have that quality. I've never had it. Never Even will have when it. You We're going to test this out next time at karaoke. We're going to choose a musical number. You've seen me sing karaoke, but it's like rock vocals. are going to be in the back having a drink. Mm-hmm. You and Ashley will be up there with the microphones. And okay. I'm drunkenly in the crowd. Yes. Singing We're all going to cheer you on. I'm singing but along. But there's something, there's like a hint of talking inside the singing. There is, I can't there figure is out a way. how to do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is it just from singing along with the show tunes for I, long enough? It's because you have to, like, you have to... We'll you can't the just expert. sing. You have to enunciate. Yeah. Let's ask the expert. Babe, Smashley is in the building. She's being burr, burr, polite burr. and quiet on the other side. What's the trick to great musical theater talking? Talk singing. Sing talking. Talking from your diaphragm. Like Whoopi Goldberg taught us in Sister Act. And enunciating. Because you got to make sure. You can't just slur things. Otherwise, people won't follow along with your story. You so know? you got to be like, long I'm going to be right here. It's been a long time since I've seen Sister Act. Is there also like a diaphragm joke in there? No, she just no. teaches the kids in Sister like... Act too. La 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 la. What am I looking at? Okay, here? yes. Oh, happy oh my God, it's been a you week, you guys. I need yes. a drink. Anybody unfortunate enough not to be able to see this podcast is oh missing out. Oh my goodness, you guys got to check us out on YouTube. I work hard on it, yo. Jesus. Yes, he does. All right, so what are we drinking here? Am I allowed to curse? Fuck, Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking yeah! Okay, good. Yeah, don't you censor yourself. Our podcast you. is not for uh, children. <laughs> if you want me to drink and to censor myself, that's something I can only do one or the other. Illegal can't enough. do listening Fair age. Is so I'm sorry, I interrupted the drink conversation. What is oh, this? Oh, we are drinking the mighty Bombay. The mighty Bombay. Yes, I like that. Okay. Okay. It is. It smells earthy. Mm, don't, don't you drink it yet. Don't you drink it yet. Don't you drink it. Yeah, Okay, a, mm, so mm, mm. this is 
the portions for two drinks. Okay. Because I got, yeah, this is the portions for two drinks. So, um, one and a half ounce of Bombay gin, mm-hmm. or just gin in general, if you don't got the Bombay. Oh, um, you're going to be right? yeah. three ounces of lemonade. Okay. Yes. I could have made some homemade lemonade I'm had sorry. you told me. Right, I'm we got sorry. this brisk. We got lemons, lemons from my mom's tree. Oh, fuck. Shit. Get in there. Time out. <clears throat> Start right, we'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, so um, you're going to put an ounce and a half of Midori, Ooh, our yeah. good friend Midori. Miss Midori. You're going to shake that all up in a shaker, and then you're going to put it in a rocks glass with some rocks, I don't and know you're going to top Midori it girl, with so, uh, club soda. Club soda. Ooh, okay, so it's got a little carbonation in it. So here. this, okay. my friends, is called the Mighty Bombay. All right, cheers. All right, cheers. Right. cheers to the W. In yes. lieu of that, Daniel, why don't you tell everybody what movie we're covering today? Mm. We're talking about the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> you sound like a sports announcer. <laughs> <laughs> and you look like one, too, like legit. So um, this is a very special film for me as a hockey player. I've been playing hockey since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and we timed this uh, fairly perfectly. Perfectly. Wait, man. I'm sorry. We didn't cheers this. Cheers. Yeah, I'm sorry. We, cheers, I, we, okay. we cheers. I need. I need to cheers. hear feedback on this drink real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. That's what mm. I mean. That'll play. I can barely taste any alcohol in there. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a that's a nice combination of each uh, ingredient. This you is might going say. down. This is going down. What's, what what does Shiga Badner do? Tastes a little bit like the journey toward passed out. <laughs> you know? One of those drinks that you're job. drinking, you're like, this is going to end with me unconscious. Like, unintentionally unconscious. I want a little more. I'm now, good, I'm good on the Midori. And that's me. For the folks that are just listening to this, we should explain that if you've ever consumed uh, High Seas Ecto Cooler Ghostbusters themed fruit drink, this is the same color. This is the same bright green. It is. As Slimer. Like, uh, more or less, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's similar to the green you'd find in uh, the capsules of ooze in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Uh, just a lot thinner in uh, consistency. I don't mm. taste anything. I don't taste it, but I know it's going to hit. I'm scared. That, that's yeah, a, it's sweet. It's a sneaky quick it's one. It's very sneaky because there's not a small amount of gin in here. Mm-mm. Now, I recommend that we don't add any more gin because... For those of us that have listened to many episodes idea. of the podcast, you know what gin does to us. It's never. We good. need to talk about why we're drinking gin, though. Yes, why it's of a course. gin drink? Because this is something that that nobody's on it. Yeah, thank I'm you. Ready. Please, please. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> I don't even know where to. Okay, you're right. Okay, let me start. Let me start with why we She's are drinking. What we're drinking. She I came am, straight from work. I came. It's been a, a week, you guys, and I have been. A, Literally been like, I'm ready to drink. Earn this drink. I have, so I'm about to get fucked up Mm -hmm. on this day. Okay, so the name Gordon Bombay is a combination (laughs) of Who's Gordon Bombay in the Mighty Ducks for those people that are watching the film for the first time? This is true because I do have listeners. Where were you in the 90s? I do have listeners that were lost. I'm not going to say any names, Daniel, but you were lost. <laughs> Wait, Daniel or? No, no, Not no. me, Daniel. Not no. this Daniel. There's a Daniel out there. No, I don't listen there. to the podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. Of course I do. There's a, a person out there who knows who I'm talking about, who's never seen anything ever, but listens to every episode that we <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Avid listener hasn't watched the movie. movie. No. hater. Interesting. In general, hates cinema, loves podcasts. But Daniel, gets, we can't break it down for you every week. I, I mean, Jesus. Okay, so Gordon Bombay is the coach of this Mighty Ducks District group. District 5. That's right. And uh, the name 
is a combination of two gin brand names, Gordon and Bombay. Which Daniel pointed this out to he us. He did. Uh, I did. It's, it's been, a, it's been a long on. form theory of mine because he gets pulled over at the outset of the film for drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. And he has all these other previous movies. So he's, he's clearly got an alcoholic streak. Yeah. And they've given that to the character. And it just occurred to me, we, we had uh, the beginning of D2, the Mighty Ducks <laughs> sequel on, yeah. right before we started, just as kind of a refresher. And the sponsor of Team USA is a company called Hendrix. Gin number three. Yeah. I am amazed You're how right. they I keep doing this. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. It's just people. those subtle jelly beans that they, they throw find in. their way. Yeah, we secretly drink when we're at Disney mm-hmm. Studios. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to hear the history? What are we learning about on today? the mighty Bombay? Oh yes, please. <clears throat> a couple years ago, mm-hmm. I was on a trip to Big Bear with some friends and. We go to the same bar every year. We go for her birthday. We hang out in the snow. Big Bear is a mountain here in Southern California. And uh, we go to the same bar. And I look at this guy and I go, what are you drinking while we're sitting at the bar? Because he had this green ass drink. And he goes, you don't know what this is? (laughs) And I go, no, no, I don't know what this is. And he's like, this it's the mighty Bombay. <laughs> and I was like, the mighty Bombay? What is in this creation? And he told me his secret. Mm-hmm. And I am breaking my silence today wow. by giving you the mighty Bombay. It was a booger. He put a booger <laughs> in it. <laughs> that is the history of this drink. Okay. I was going to say, I thought you said you... Made it up. Or I totally like made it up. So that, <laughs> <laughs> but I just made a legend to a drink that I made up. Really, what it was is that I found a drink called the Mighty Ducks, which was this almost exact thing, except that it was vodka and there was no uh, Midori in it. And uh, I was kind of upset. I was like, "Well, I need the gin, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not green." So I just added all that shit. I like that you made it green. Thank you. Well, you know, you know, the green. original, yeah, the original Ducks jersey is a was beautiful, green. bright green. Mm-hmm. It was like it's... a nice forest green. Mm-hmm. And I see people wandering around in that jersey on the street sometimes. People have the Bombay jersey, Dude. the Conway jersey. Fuck yeah. They're out there. Um, and obviously, and once again, I've got the Hawks jersey. I think it's. I think this is the superior jersey. It's when? Just, what? When? When? I, honestly, when? I do. I really do. And I. Mm, that's all I'm gonna say. I mean. <laughs> I'm kind of partial to the Ducks jersey. The original, like, one from... Or not the original one, but the second one from uh, D2. Mm -hmm. Because that's the first color scheme in jersey of the professional hockey team. They've gone through some some weird stuff with that in the NHL. They, They, for a, a brief period, probably three or four years, it was against the NHL regulations for anyone involved in the league to refer to them as the Mighty Ducks. They officially changed their name to the Ducks. Okay. And you couldn't say the Mighty. And if you said Mighty, you would just get fined. And a lot of announcers on the air would just be like, I'll take the fine. And they just kept calling them the Mighty Ducks. It's probably because you would have to pay Disney. Because Disney doesn't own it anymore. It was was a Disney thing. I think they settled the contract, whatever it was, with the Mighty Ducks because they brought that back as a third jersey this season. Awesome. Okay. Before I continue on on this history of my drink, um, there... For some of you guys who don't know, the 
Anaheim Mighty Ducks was founded in 1993 after this movie had already come out. So yes. this movie spawned a whole fucking team. This is something mm-hmm. that like years ago I kept going like, well, I can't remember if there was a team before or if there was if I just didn't give a shit before. <laughs> nope. And now once the movie came out, I was like, fuck yeah. I distinctly mm-hmm. remember. I remember riding so, yeah. on bikes actually. When the pond was being built, and by the way, it will never be called the Honda Center in my book. It is always going to be the Anaheim Pond. Mm -hmm. I would know what you're talking about because I went to the pond to go see the fucking Backstreet Boys. But I've gone (laughs) to the Honda Center to go see, (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) their millennial tour. It was the shit back in the day. (laughs) He's like, whoa, you don't go back. I don't. I really, oh, the Backstreet Boys, come on. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, I was a... No, it's, it's it, okay. It wasn't the time. We were all... Yeah. But back when this uh, the pond was being built, we would ride our bikes down the Santa Ana Riverbed to go see it. And actually, I think during this time, uh, people were a little bit nicer because the people that in worked general? there actually like let us in and like wow. let, gave us like a tour of what was to be. Like, don't even know, the structure was built, mm-hmm. but like it wasn't filled with all kinds of stuff yet. Yet, for some reason, they did have merch already. That's why and they let you in, in case you had a couple dollars on you. Yeah, we yeah. didn't. No. <laughs> no. How much is that? $45. Wow. Shit. How about a sticker? Yeah. Nope. $40. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. So let's get in a little bit. I'm just going to stick my toes in on yeah, this history right of along. this shit of the Bombay. Oh, I thought. Okay. I'm sorry. That was just a made up drink. Oh, I thought that that was the Hearst story. That was, I don't have a lot of history, so I made up a little bit of my fake story. I'm sorry. Copy that. (laughs) If I make it up, I'm the history. I thought that, you know, that's what we were going with. Okay, so. History is written by the the winners. We're We're still in the drink. I'm sorry. We're still in the Hearst story. Okay. Okay. So, uh, did I, you know when I'm done with it, when I sing it out, then I'm done. Yeah. It's been a week. It has, (laughs) it has been a week, you guys, like. Whoa. Okay. So it all started back with Thomas uh, Duncan, and he was a distiller. He bought a distillery in ni- in 1761. Okay. Okay. At the ripe old age of 24. This motherfucker. And he turned it into this huge ass distillery called the Warrington Gin Distillery in London, and it became one of London's biggest like distillery. For a long time, for a couple hundred years, I think. Um, and then eventually they end up selling it and its secret recipe to uh, the Bombay Corporation. Corporation. Uh, and it started about, yeah. And so they got all the shit and all the workings for it. I don't know why you would sell it. I feel like. So they straight up, like, Bombay took the recipe and ran with it. Yes. Any idea where the sapphire came from? Oh, the sapphire is part of how they like distill it. I mm. saw there was something in there and that. But it also has the crest of the fucking queen. Smashly. Victoria, I believe her name is. <laughs> on there. What what were we all doing at 24? 24. I know Z, you were doing the podcast because it was last month. But, Ooh, oh. uh, yes, I'm you could so come So good. Back. Repeat guest. <laughs> <laughs> Sealed it. College. Yeah. Not drinking Bombay. <laughs> that was for damn sure. 24. Yeah. Jesus. 24. I was working three jobs and training in jujitsu. Man. I was working uh, overnight security at Macy's. Nice. I think at 24. Okay. Yeah. See? We were destined to meet. I was working night crew at Home Depot. <laughs> so I we was... were up at the same time. Yeah. 
We just um, didn't know each other. Opposite yet. coasts. I was in my last year of college. Back mm. in the bike. I had two jobs, plus I was in hairspray. Nice. Yes. It was a crazy year. And I dated this hot dude who looked like Will Smith. Oh, really? it I was a you're... good year. Wait, when did Rodney come into the house? <laughs> he was he was prior to that. Fuck! Every episode. Smashly Jason. I just wanted to make Smashly laugh. Please tell me who Rodney is. Oh, he's no one. He's an imaginary. <laughs> he person. is a myth and a legend on this podcast now. Okay. He is probably the only boyfriend I've ever mentioned on this show, <laughs> and they took and ran with it. Oh my god! In my defense, I didn't run with it, but he didn't. But he didn't slow it down. He did not <laughs> slow it down. He won't let it go. Now I'm getting friends texting me about fucking Rodney. <laughs> I haven't talked to this guy in like eight years. Has he has he reached out since? Rodney's no. Is he Rodney's the one that got away. Does he he know he's, he's famous now? He does not know. Okay, he will. I, I'm so excited to get that email. Yeah, God, right? I hope not. So this is Rodney. Can you guys stop talking stop about talking me, please? About me. <laughs> I'm not doing it, so if you want to bring your lawsuit, <laughs> it ain't me. Shit. <laughs> um... You guys ready for the stats? Yeah, let's, let's talk about those stats. stats. Okay, so we are watching The Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. It dropped October 2nd, 1992. And the budget was $10 million. Dude, that is nothing. Nothing. Today's money, $18 million. Still nothing. For a Disney yeah. movie. Absolutely Still nothing. nothing. That's because they got kids. You don't Yeah, all kids. these kids that mm-hmm. weren't anybody yet. You don't got to pay the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake loves the kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just popped in my head. I've been thinking about Drake Daddy today, too. That's funny. So we were talking about uh, early 2000s hip-hop mm-hmm. in the first mm-hmm. place Ooh. and how it moved to uh, Dirty South hip-hop. That's when Trick Daddy came out. <laughs> okay. Ain't no Trick love the kids. Ooh. That's what I was exactly <laughs> about to say. You know, love the kids. Okay, so with using that $10 million, it made $50 million. Which in today's money is ninety-one million dollars. Huh. But it, I, I, I would I have heard thought it, more. I heard that it, it doubled its money in video sales. Is that mm. correct? Oh, okay. There you go. Home you video. Jump it ahead, but I'm sorry, I love I, it. I, I, you know, I love where you're going. <laughs> yes. So in 1992, once it dropped on fucking VHS, mm-hmm. it made fifty-four million dollars, which showed that like, bitch, just because I couldn't get my mama to go fucking take me to the movie theater mm-hmm. doesn't mean I can't get her to take me to Blockbuster to rent this yeah. every week. Because that was like peak Blockbuster '93. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Yes. So that's when you would go to Blockbuster and you'd see like the teenagers hanging out in front yeah. of Blockbuster. That was the place to be. It's amazing. So it made its motherfucking money. Um. Mm. So you ready for the Rotten Tomatoes? Am I? Shit. It's Disney. Yeah, we're fine. This is our second Disney movie. If what you don't, it? if you don't get fucking Mary Poppins. I've never heard the title like that, but yeah. fucking you never heard fucking Mary, fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that and if you don't co- count fucking Black Panther, then yeah, this is yeah. yeah does Marvel count? I mean, I know Disney bought them now, but yeah. if it's on Disney Plus, it's on Disney if it comes Plus. In a, if it comes in a puffy case, puffy VHS case, <laughs> yeah, it's Disney. 
And both Mary Poppins and the Mighty Ducks did. They Mighty did. Ducks and Mary Poppins did show up. I wish puppy. they made puffy DVD cases for Disney films today. Why wouldn't they continue that tradition? Right? It's like It was magical. It was the most magical thing of the whole... I bet you my mom still has There's those puffy cases oh my God. tucked away somewhere. So I was on Disney Plus the other day. I just want to point out that the Mighty Ducks is not on Disney Plus. Oh at yeah, this due moment. to contractual rights. That's yeah, because yeah, because when I rewatched it, it was on, on Hulu yet. or some shit. But I looked on Hulu is that where it's and at I right looked now? on so. I looked on Hulu and I looked on Netflix. Could be Amazon. It wasn't on there. Yeah, I think so. It might be Amazon. Amazon it's I know not, I didn't have. to I don't know pay what like contract it's under, but it's not on. Disney Plus yet. Because it was yes. produced by a different company and just distributed by Disney, correct? Possibly. I didn't see that, but... I think that's the case. I like this rumor we're spreading. Yeah, yeah it's not on Disney Plus, so don't go looking on it. But mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, it did have a section that said, like, uh, finally released out of the vault. I was like, we're still doing the fucking vault Dude, the vault, the vault thing is... A, is that Disney, still real? The vault thing is a problem. The whole thing is a legitimate problem for distribution rights as Disney continues to soak up more of the town. And they're they're doing this thing now. They did it with Star Wars where in order to play Star Wars... So there's there's a, there's a law on the books, some of the Paramount Accords or some shit like that from okay. the 40s. I forget exactly what they're called. Okay. But essentially what, what it says is that uh, movie studios can't own movie theaters. It's as simple as that. Simplest law you could possibly have. Yeah. But Disney's so fucking powerful now that... They're monopolizing everything. They're, they're saying to movie theaters, if you want to play, say, Rise of Skywalker, it has to be on your best screens for this number of weeks. Oh, they, yeah. and, and the theaters have no say in it. Oh, so yeah. So other that's films are getting, getting pushed last, aside. Uh, time. And, yeah, and it's and, and, and oh, this, yeah, no, I, that's and that's just the tip of the iceberg. That is the beginning mm-hmm. of a monopolistic takeover. Oh, no, I know, mm-hmm. because I worked at a movie theater for a very long time, and when Disney movies came out, like... There were rules, and mm-hmm. you have to have these many showings at all times. You mm-hmm. have to have these show these many showings of the three D movie of it, and it does have to be on your best screen because yeah. it's yeah. Yep. Hey. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but when the Hateful Eight came out, uh, Star Wars monopolized the arc light where Tarantino was contracted mm. to release the Hateful Eight because it was on seventy millimeter film. Right. Uh, they already had a pre-existing contract with Tarantino to use that space. And Disney came in and said, no, we're using that space because it's Christmas time mm-hmm. and we're airing whichever Star Wars was playing at that time. Yeah. And they're they definitely setting broke a, their contract Setting a dangerous Tarantino. precedent, but uh, they keep putting out movies I want to see, so I'm kind of okay with <laughs> it for the moment. I'm like, it's not that bad. <laughs> Okay. Until your movie comes out and they're like, and it gets crushed. Wait, Daniel no. Imperial? No. Well, I'm, uh-uh. you know, I'm, I'm making sure I backpedal a little in case Disney produces my movie, in which case they can see me here telling them that I love them and that everything they make is gold. Oh, that's right. Okay, don't get me wrong. I love Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus, best streaming service ever. Yeah. I paid the twelve bucks. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Got him. Oh god. I totally agree. Green shooting out of my nose. <laughs> that would burn. Wait, mm. what movie was that? What? It was a Disney movie where Green shot out of somebody's nose. Mm. Might have been Flubber. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. I thought Flubber was blue. No, he's no, green. Flubber's green. Flubber's green. Flubber's yeah. green. Fuck, it's been a while. And Zenobia wants the knife. I was definitely seeing the digits last time I saw that. I said, ah, 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 
Okay. Uh, is it time? Do you want the Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get that. Did we? We never got to the Rotten no, Tomatoes. No, we got sidetracked. That happens. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> okay. Critics. 23%. Twi- what the? That's a fucking crime. See? You see? See? Yeah. See what happens, critics? Yep. I throw ice on the floor when I fucking <laughs> How about that? Thank you. It's been a while since you dropped some ice on the floor, though. Thank you. I got new tongs that I'm still getting. To still... I'm... That's why we have the plastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. So I don't need to ruin whatever this thing no. is, this hot plate. No. That's a nice little hot don't plate. Don't you worry about it. Now, getting back to the lecture at hand. 23%? What the fuck? I don't... Critics. I rated it. This is Disney. Okay. Don't give me. Don't tell me that the formula wasn't what you yeah, doesn't, expected. Doesn't Disney own Rotten Tomatoes? Shouldn't they have like a baseline for I all their films? Be <laughs> if they did, <laughs> all their movies would be a hundred percent. Which Mary Poppins was at a hundred percent. Wow. Anything so. that can stay at a hundred percent for that many years is impressive. Yeah. That means a lot for sure. You know. So um, I'm just gonna pull that one more. Um, the audience. Uh huh. 65%. You gotta Better. be shitting me. Better. I'm not gonna say that that is like awful, but I feel like it's awful. That's pretty awful. It's unfair. Now, as a uh, child of this era, as a current filmmaker now, as a lover of movies since the day I opened my eyes, I'm gonna say this is a great fucking movie. Uh, I watched it probably seven times this week, and I still got choked up at the end. Because you want them to win. You want them to win. From Goldberg fucking getting the guts to defend the goal, to Banks finally joining the Ducks, to Fulton finally learning how to... To Terry learning to accept Banks. Right? Yeah, he's a fucking dick. Right? Dude. I mean... Kids. Is that his name? Terry or... No, Jesse. Terry's the brother. Oh, Jesse's the one with the problem? Jesse is the one uh, that calls everybody a cake eater. Oh, yeah, okay. that's right. All right, cake eater. Mm-hmm. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But we'll get into that. We're going to get into that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know about all that. I'm going to give it a solid 91. 91, okay. I'm going to give it a 91. I was going to give it a 90. So there you go. Why are you lowballing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to bid one dollar, Bob. Oh, why are you trying to make ah, it sorry. Oh, Price is right. Side flash. Um, I got to go. Am I, I, I give a number two or works. is that just like, you guys? If you okay. bid one dollar, how do you win? You just have to be under? Well, it's it's the closest or or uh, without being over. Without being right? over. Okay, so, so that's if, if they If you if think you everybody think else is over, over, you put the safe money at a dollar. Yeah. Or if you think everybody else is under, you take the highest bid and add a dollar, which gotcha. is a dick move. It's they really do it is. and it works. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to have the strategy. Um, Motherfuckers. I got to give it a, I got to, honestly, I got to give it a 94. And not because I believe it's worth a 94, but because NHL 94 was the greatest hockey video game that ever existed. (laughs) So I want to make sure I tie those things together. Bring it right back around. I remember that. Absolutely perfect. And this is coming from a hockey player. 
this reporter. Like, please cast him. Absolutely. The next Chick Hearn sitting in my living room. Oh my god. Dining room, sorry. So let me ask you this. As a hockey player, yeah. how do you think the choreography went? That's not an amazing question. Because um, a lot of people are going to watch this movie like the same way they would watch a movie like Miracle yeah. or um, Mystery Alaska okay. or Goon. Um, any contemporary hockey movie, yeah. it's like not that Goon. good in terms of the hockey choreography. It's, okay. it's in terms it's of relatively accurate, but when they need to shoot details, uh -huh. the only way to catch that properly is to slow the whole thing down. Sure. Right? And then kind of get it to work, and it's okay. But the thing is, the Mighty Ducks... They're moving pretty for, fast. But regardless, for peewee hockey, uh -huh. it's right on the money. Really? It is, because, you know, it's, it's the same quality level as uh -huh. those films with adult players. Except for the fact that the hitting is less intense because they're smaller, uh, the stick handling is is going to be of a, a, a lower quality bit, just yeah. because they're younger. They have, uh, and sure. But but in terms of where the players are on the ice, how they bunch up, how they spread out, how they go about scoring goals, how the goalies fail to stop what look like really easy attempts, sure. that happens in Pee Wee constantly, even at the highest levels of Pee Wee in Minnesota, because these kids are what fifth grade. Sixth grade, around fifth, sixth grade. Okay, sixth so you're talking grade, yeah. about you're talking about, and I don't know how it works in in Minnesota at this time. Maybe 11, 12 year old kids. Uh huh. They're not going to be that good. Sure. Nowadays, it's very different. You've got kids that are being groomed from the NHL for the NHL from the time that they're Jesus. two, so that they get to twelve, and you can see some of these phenoms on YouTube that could all skate circles Adam around Banks's. me when they're half my size. Because um, they're mighty dust. They're nuts. Yeah, but but even <laughs> even still, like for. For what they're trying to show, mm -hmm. it works really well. Nice. And that was one of the things that I didn't expect going back to it after this many years and going back to it and seeing the, the how realistic it felt because there was a ceiling to what they could do cinematically. Mm -hmm. That ceiling met the ceiling that those players have in the real world gotcha. kind of perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I, after uh, I had to watch part two, you know, I watched I've, I've, part I've held one off. so many times. I was like... I miss watching part two. Yeah. Part two is one of those sequels I, I that was, is really, really good. Mm -hmm. I was and not lives going up to, to say the first it, one. <laughs> except I'm going to say it. I have, I don't know if it's a problem. I, I would call it a theory. I have a theory that. The sequels are always better. I mm -hmm. love sequels. Yeah, this came up during the Gremlins podcast. Because yeah, I do listen sometimes. I do. Um, I, I do but you, feel like... you see the players get better. You see the players get and better. The choreography. There are some issues with the realism in terms of the the whether uh, uh, any USA development team would be comprised of that many players from a single district in a single yeah, state. wouldn't happen. Um, but... Uh, part of it was a branding thing because Hendrix uh -huh. came and said, I want to turn this team into a brand. Mm. So we want to use the Ducks because that was a story within the hockey world that the community can get behind. Sure. And that makes a little bit more sense. Um, but uh, uh, as far as whether the sequel is better than the original, um, it's fucking close. Yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't want to choose between one or the other, but I love yeah. them both. I feel like I watched part two more you yeah. watched part two more this I watched, week? In, no, in my no, life. I didn't in watch it life. at all. Yeah. I did not watch it at all this week because uh -huh. I was, but I don't think it's on Disney Plus either. Disney Plus. Hell no, I just have them. Come on, please. <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know. I think part two is good because you get add-on of all the new players. Uh-huh. You get the country two. You get Kaden. You get, you, get, you get, as kids too, watching it, there was no real romantic entanglements in the original film that mm-hmm. we could get behind other than watching Emilio and that weird redhead that never did a film again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I thought yeah, maybe she me. died because I looked it up and I was like, is this really all she did? Did she die? And she's still kicking. Um, she went and did something else with her life. Good for her. Uh, she Sometimes made a Disney movie. Act- she got out. Actors and actresses do that. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't we, we claim. They just walk away. Or, or those fucking Mighty Ducks residuals checks are big enough that she doesn't care anymore. Fuck yeah. Crack. Quack. So, cha-ching. Cha-ching. Yeah. Um, but you get, you get uh, a couple different romantic subplots in the second one. Um, and, and I got to ask, though, because as a kid watching, I was let down by the fact, and I know we're talking about the first film on the podcast, but we got to get No, this. oh, yeah, yeah, no, not good. I was let down by the fact that Charlie gets hurt to the point where he's like the assistant coach in the final game oh, of yeah. the second one. What the yeah. fuck is that? I know it's all about Julie the Cat Gaffney at that point. So no, 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 he doesn't get hurt. He steps down because Banks got hurt, but then he but then he gets better and, and there's no room for Charlie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He takes the yeah. humble road. Is like yeah. He takes the clipboard. He's yeah. He's like he can have my <laughs> then spot. He, now he's the coach. Exactly, right. and that's why he is the captain in part three because he makes those tough decisions. Yeah, tough decisions. There are worse players than Conway though. If you're talking That's about fielding true. a winning team, you got to put him in and as the captain, he has to take it upon himself to talk to another player and be like, "Listen, it's di- it's a difficult decision, but we need you to sit this one out." Yeah. That's I agree. that's the move. That's the captain's move, not to be like, "Well, Give me that clipboard. But that's not a Disney move. <laughs> yeah, Disney. They got to pull at your heartstrings, dude. It doesn't pull at my heartstrings. It, t- it t- tests my patience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Um, oh, you got to sing it out. I can't sing it out. Are you ready? Oh, I'm oh ready. yeah, yeah. You already refilled my drink. That's what I was doing. <laughs> it's time for the motherfucking drinking game. Yes, <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm excited yes. for this. Oh, I can't show you what I have planned, though. Uh, I got Zenobia let me do the drinking game for this week mm-hmm. by uh, my request. She's like, fine, because I drink. have to work, and I got some shit to do. <laughs> and so now what are we doing? And so we got our drinking game. However, uh, earlier Daniel said that he may have some additions to uh, this You guys might have already covered everything I Possibly. thought of. You're we very good at this. It, so. so we'll see. Now, I will say there are so many things that you could choose for this mm-hmm. drinking mm-hmm. game. Uh, this movie gives you so much things to pull from and so many reoccurring situations or like iconic moments, repetitive exactly. moments. Yeah. And so it was tough to time some things out. Um, Welcome I'm really, to your life. I'm really excited <laughs> to see how you did. Let's All right. So, first things first. Grab you that can, fucking. Grab that fucking. Mighty Bombay. Mighty Bombay. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take a simp anytime the puck hits the goalpost. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, because it's a number of times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. You're also going to take a simp anytime Goldberg's ass is complaining. Give it down, please. Hey, please, come on. Hey, buddy. There's no need for this. Let's talk. Come on. I'm your friend, aren't I? Mm. This okay. bitches. Yeah, well, he's Goldberg. You're the goalie. It's supposed to hit you. Does his initial uh, entry when they tie him to the net? Oh yeah. He's complaining for a while. How many complaints does that count as? Uh, well, there, that scenario 
Give me five minutes and I'll explain. <laughs> Breaks it down. Fair enough. Okay. I'm going to break that Fair down enough. for you. Because uh, the next one is, uh, you're going to take a drink anytime that cake eater is said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get a cake eater. Cake eater. <laughs> By the Ooh. way, what the fuck is cake eater? Can I I'm ask? assuming that that's a diss. It is. Please. I Yeah. Um, I can't remember what region of America is from. But it pretty much means that you are so rich that you can have your cake and eat it too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. The idea, that's why, the idea that's is, why he's fucking mean so, so the reason that the Hawks, one of the reasons that the Hawks are a superior team is that they can afford ice time they and have, training from yeah. an early age because mm-hmm. they are very wealthy. Whereas District 5 is the inner city. If you look at the actual map that's up on uh, on Hans's wall when they go over the redistricting Ooh. issue. Uh, gerrymandering. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh yeah, that, that's like the inner city. That's where these kids are ah, from, which is I why they you. don't have any money, which is why they're practicing on an outdoor uh, ice surface the on the they pond. Got, exactly. Uh, um, so, yeah. the Inquirer as pads mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, cake gotcha. eater is just like calling somebody a rich boy, you know? Yeah, yeah. he's a rich boy. Spawn with a silver spoon. All right. I love cake. Yeah. I love cake. Cake's cheap. I don't know. Well. That sheet cake, right? Costco, right? what's up? They got a good red velvet, too. Oh. <laughs> Don't even get me. Okay. <laughs> You're going to take a simp whenever you hear the word duck. With a duck? Who's a duck? I'll be a duck. Are we ducks or what? Yeah. Ooh. Ducks, yeah. Yeah. I, will, I will take ducks as well. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, was, I was struggling between that and quack. I went with duck. Um, what, because you can't do both. Does it's the duck so much. Does the duck inside the name Ducksworth count towards a drink? Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Yes. I'll allow it. Okay, good. <laughs> Do it right. Yes. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in there? Oh, what, like Scooch? Yes. You may have paid um, for this jersey. I'll allow it. But you didn't earn it. Yes. <laughs> but he told much, Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> he told me he was going to get him a, he's like, I'll get you a jersey. That yeah. was like, oh that was like God. a selling point. Yeah. Like he raises his, eye, his Dude, creepy eyebrow. Minnesota? That means something. I yeah. don't even like hockey, but if someone said that I was going to get a free hockey jersey right? with my name on the back, mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Frame it. It has my last <laughs> name on it. That fool never even put it on. Ah! Hi, puppy. Hi, woman. Okay. okay so, <clears throat> you are... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're going to take a drink anytime that you see or hear about Gordon Bombay's missed shot. Ooh. They bring that one back. Okay. I didn't realize how they many show times. it twice. They okay. show it and they talk about it. Yeah. Okay. On di- so multiple occasions. It's it's both of them. So flashbacks and, the and references. I'll take audio and visual. So mm-hmm. like even when he's like looking at the second place fucking uh-huh. thing and he's like, I wish they would take that. Yeah. When that they're counts. in a di- the diner and he's explaining it to Charlie of what happened, all of that. Both when, when, both when he newspaper. sees the newspaper clipping and when the kid sees it because they okay. show the newspaper clipping yep. twice. Peter sees it they too. Do. He's like, he was yeah. a hawk. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, hawk. Exactly. That leather like jacket. That. Oh my God. That one counts. He was a tough little was kid, man. Real tough little shit. All right. So I had to add this one in. Take a sip every time that you see somebody go down on the ice. Take the fall! Act hurt! Get indignant! This is peewee hockey. Just These kids fall. Fucking funnel. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, if I plan this out right, you will finish probably four of these by the end of the movie. 
Not bad. Ooh, you're actually like planning mm-hmm. out the. Oh, are you trying to make me step my game up now? Wow. That's fucked up. I've just been trying to get people fucked up. I had a couple extra days, uh, time this okay. week. All right. You know, you guys, seven times. if we got some sponsors, you know, we can do this right. I would mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. extremely right. We have da- <laughs> we'd have data analysis on every film. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We'd have like stats of like how many times somebody falls down, how many cake yes. eaters there actually mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. All that mess. It's not your fault. I'm you know, sorry. Spread the word that is lights, camera, cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, are you guys ready to finish your drinks? Don't really do it, but. Oh, uh, yes. You are going to finish your drink when Gordon gives District 5 the long and short. What is it? Uh, the long and short of it speech. <laughs> now here's the long and short of it. Now here's the long and the short of it. I hate You're hockey and I don't, I don't like, like kids. kids. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, God. That's your first one. Okay. 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 You're also going to finish your drink. Like I said, give me five minutes. When Goldberg gets his bat mitzvah. This is your bar mitzvah, Goldberg. Today you will become a man. Yes. Is your bar mitzvah Goldberg? Today you become a man. Mm-hmm. Coach! Yeah. They just Dude. let him have it. District 5! That was pretty shitty, but okay. Well, there was a couple is... of different times right there. I was like, should we finish our drink when Bombay gets his new pair of skates? Mm. Should we finish it when he apologizes to Charlie? Mm. No. When Goldberg gets Bob Mitzvah. Okay. It's the right time in the movie, too. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the right time. I like that, where yeah. it comes. Okay, so you are also going to finish your drink when Fulton scores his first goal. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because again, difficult timing, because I mm-hmm. almost went with when Adam Banks finally puts on the Ducks a Ducks jersey. jersey. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of anticlimactic, it's true, you know, because they kind of draw that yeah. out for a while. And you know how a story rises and falls. When Fulton scores his first goal, that's right when they get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, not when they do the Statue of Liberty. No, when no. When he actually When he scores. actually takes the shot and scores. One mm-hmm. in five, coach. One in five. One in five. <laughs> yes. And lastly, oh, you're going to... How many finish the drink? Oh. Yeah, but they, okay, so he's got four finish the drinks plus sipping every time somebody touches the ice. Whoa. He told me... Yeah, not, you're gonna finish. I, I mean, know, if you, you told take me not big 90 sips, seconds ago that we were gonna get through four drinks. Four drinks. Now that's four drinks plus another two for sipping. Well, no, no, no. Because when you're sipping, you're working Six it drinks. down, and then if you well, then you finish, you okay. finish whatever's left. So it's up to you how so you're much. You're not necessarily you finishing a full drink every I mean, time. Yeah, just, I mean, if you fill refill before you have to finish your drink, and you you're know an when they're coming, if you know when the the moments are coming. I feel yeah. like roughly six drinks out of this. That's fine. Oh. I think that's smart, though. That's how you should feel. If you have four finisher drinks, Mm -hmm. at least two of those are going to be sipping. I've got some additions, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, lastly, you're going to finish your drink when Charlie takes his shot. One, two, three, triple dick. Take your best shot. Which is about, Mm -hmm. you know, they're about 30 minutes apart. Now, I'm going to do that, too. I try to find them. In true uh, drinking game tradition, the first finisher drink comes in at about 17 minutes. Mm. So you're kind of, you know. 
sipping along. In the no mood. Way. How do you know my technique? You're kind of like on the go already. He's like, all right, you know. And then as you get further and further along, I kind of spread them out uh, so that you have more time in between the third and fourth drink. Okay, I'd like to add a couple of things to this list, if I, I like may. I'm very too. excited. Please, yes. you want to go first? Yes. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm not going to peek. All right. So She's I hiding think... it like it's test scores. A nice camera can see the whole thing. Right? I don't know. All right, so I think there should be simping every time everybody's... Jin's <laughs> working already. We're simping. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> Simpin's even sober me put Simpin in. It says Simpin in my notebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've created a phrase called That's a the phrase. Simp. Okay. Simp. So get Simpin. I'll demonstrate. Simp. Is it, can there be an additional. That's a slur. Oh, yes. I mean, See, but I had the. That was he bad. had the. Mm. It's because yeah. you got that radio voice, though. <laughs> that mm makes it a seal. I can do my NPR voice real quick. Well, I'll do it when I get to, get to your thing and I'll, and I'll Okay, so I think that there should be a simp with every time the whole team goes, Goldberg! Goldberg! Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, we got, there's a good one. Part, there's a few others, yeah. You know, I didn't do it. Wasn't it. Me. it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> Don't get me started. You'll be farting in the limo. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that's all I have. Um, I'm curious, Jason, why did you go with goal posts and not goals scored for uh, sips? Because you hear it a lot. Mm. Like, even if somebody's it's audio cro- f- yeah. feedback, that's and nice. If this is like a drinking game mm-hmm. where you're like mm-hmm. with other people and like you're having a conversation here, but the movie is like to your mm. left and you hear the goal posts, like, oh, oh, oh. Don't even gotta finish your. Take that drink. No. And, I like that. you know, goals scored, you don't always want to drink for them because sometimes it's an evil team like the Hawks. Mm. You know, it's a, well. it's a reluctant, it's, you know what it's We're like. We're looking at you, Captain. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I think in addition to that, uh, let me, yeah, let yeah. me, let me NPR us real quick. <laughs> oh my God, yes. We're going to be professional right now. Go. So, um, welcome to, welcome back to. I've never Welcome listened to, to NPR. Lights, camera, <laughs> no. cocktails. This is, uh, they have the most amazing names. Have you heard some of the names on NPR? Like Chadrat Cabango. What? Yeah, that's a real one. Giango Meshi. Oh my God. I don't know. They're just like saying, sil- it's just syllables. I feel like um, I would be perfect for that. Then. So, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> you have an NPR name already. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Daniel Imperiale de Bologna. And... Tonight you'll be sipping anytime you hear a win referred to as a W. Nice. You'll also be sipping every time Coach Riley pops his collar. Ooh. And you will finish your drink when the Oreo line takes ownership of its racist name. Oreo line! I want you to remember what we learned. Ducks stick together, right? Yeah! Nice. Fucking bitch ass. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. Ass what is this? The Oreo line? <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Woo, fuck that shit. 
That's true. They do own that shit. It's I know. It's 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 that like when you first hear it, you're like, Ooh. oh, these motherfuckers. Because the Hawks, 1993. The what are you doing phrase, to me? Right? In yeah. They call it, what is it? What are you? What is to this? Be? The Oreo line? line? Yeah. And Jesse goes after him real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. And I'm, then they get their goal, and they're like, I just the want to say, I was called an Oreo, and I fucking hated that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you? Yeah. In man. Riverside. Yeah. Yeah. This. This. Yeah. In Riverside, mm-hmm. surprise? No, no, no. Okay. But I think it took me a second. This gin is uh, delayed I know, my brain. Oh, I fucking. <laughs> yeah. And I took two shots before we started to. Yeah, that was not. Well, I was sober. It's true. She started out. Can't sober. do the podcast sober. No, you like, gotta start. I like starting. Gotta start sober. at a three if you're gonna get to a ten yeah. by the end of the she show. She does that, and I do my coffee. You know, the <laughs> coffee, but usually it's like a couple drinks spread out over hours. Yeah, mm. normally she gets here at like two o'clock. And we have time to like decompress and get ready and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, this new schedule, that's all right. We're running and gunning. All right. So let's dive into this movie. Please. The Mighty Ducks, as you said, uh, was directed by Mr. Stephen Herrick. Say what? You know who Stephen this Herrick is? This man is a god. He is a god among men. You look at his filmography, Jesus. Hit me with your best shot. I want to hear Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, that's one. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Holland's opus. You ever heard of it? <laughs> okay. Richard Dreyfus, yo. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, like in the 90s, this was, he was the guy to go to. So in addition to The Mighty Ducks, it was Mr. Holland's opus. Uh, he's doing MacGyver right now. He's like exec producing that shit. The TV but, show? Yeah, 101 okay. Dalmatians, the live action version. With Love it. Don't tell mom Close. the babysitter's dead. Just talked about it last Touchdown. week. Yes, Love we it. just talked about this movie last week. Uh, his oh, first 90, movie, next 90s one. Critters. You love them. Mm-hmm. I do like them, Critters. Them movies. Okay. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite... Uh, Three Musketeers movies, the Disney 1993 version. Is that with uh, Depardieu? Yes. Yeah, it's a good one. And Chris O'Connell, uh-huh. who also disappeared after he made some movie about a bride or a bachelor. Or, oh, yeah. I've never seen Yeah, he's like running down the street being chased by a bunch like, of women in wedding dresses. By a bunch dresses. of bride. Uh, him yeah. and Renee Zellweger. Mm-hmm. She stuck around. Good for her. Nominated. Ups to uh, Renee for Congrats, being nominated Renee. for uh, Judy. Saw in uh, theaters. Excellent oh. performance. I watched most of it. I have yet to finish it. Mm. I am on it, girl. Mm-hmm. Get to that end. Last scene is is crushing. Oh, I'm will, sure it's going to be. Crushing. I have to finish it. I, I will. I'm waiting for Ashley. Yeah. Uh, I know it's going to be heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Even, But, I mean, the first scene, holy shit. That Stop set design, it yo. for me. All I'm saying is the set design. You're just making me jelly that I haven't seen it yet. Which um, is a kind of spoiling for her. Yes. <laughs> I'm enticing you. you. I'm just ex- I'm just enticing you into getting making it a priority. Step I know. into my web. My coworkers convinced <laughs> me to watch the fucking circle on Netflix, the reality show. Mm. I don't know. You don't need that. But I got new coworkers. I gotta like. Yeah, you, you gotta know. get you gotta get in the water cooler. Yeah. Stephen Herrick uh is one of those guys that um I don't know why he hasn't made movies recently. Like he because is exec he's producing and he's directing TV outlandishly a lot. wealthy. Yeah, because, he does what he wants yeah. now. Because a TV show seems like he realized that you can make a lot it. more from the producer side, probably. Yeah. I spent a week with a group of people and I get a fat check and then I can spend another keep couple getting months. Checks. Yeah, keep yeah. getting checks another month. I think he still likes chilling. it though. He does uh, guest direct a lot. 
Hmm. So he's guest directed like Hawaii Five-0 and um, MacGyver. He's done, I mean, he's the exec producer, but he's also directed a mm-hmm. number of episodes as well. All right. But uh, yeah, that is our that is our director, Mr. T- Stefan Herrick. You want to add a little something to him? I mean, you you ran through the filmography. It's it's at the top of the list for me is Bill and Ted's, but don't tell mom. Bill, don't tell mom has such a because my sister was and uh, into fashion design from age five. She went to FIT's pre college program in high school. Thank went there you. after high school. Went right into the fashion industry. Is still in the fashion industry. Is a phenomenal designer. Um, and watched that movie on repeat almost as much as I watched Speed, which we talked about earlier. <laughs> oh my god! Um, what? I need your sister's like Instagram. Facebook, You'd love her Instagram, it's Twitter, delightful. whatever. And then two, I need you to have her come on, and we will do. Tell, don't tell mom and babysitter. She'd then. be a fucking blast on this and podcast I for that movie. I don't oh know what God. kind of drink we'd make. Call like a dead. There's got to be something in that you call it. Um, what were the the uh, the running of the what's the when when the guy takes her on the date. And they look at the, the grunion run. The grunions, yeah. Oh, the grunion yeah. run. So yeah, you make some like grunion themed drink. Put some salt go. water in there. We can do that. <laughs> uh, like, what was the name of the place he worked at? I can't fucking. Oh, uh, it was like a chicken joint. Chicken nope. Joint. It was um, a hot dog place. Hot dogs. Was... You wear the little bow tie oh, and the hat, paper hat. hat. Mr. Yeah. Egg put on a happy face. Uh, Does she live crusty? out here? She no, live? she's in New Jersey, where I'm from. I don't know why I want to say Krusty Burger. I need you to get her to come out here in the summertime for 90th month. I'll get her to. I'm trying to get her a job when, when Dead Boy takes off. I'm going to try to get her a job on uh, uh, on wardrobe somewhere because she's she loves fashion history. Like okay. she just like digs into fashion history. That's her whole. That's like we her needed her for house. fucking Titanic, bitch. Oh my yeah. god, she would have spent hours with. I that. need you to drop her name right now. That so was the world knows hour, what we're talking Her name. Her name podcast. is uh, Christina Rose Imperial. Ooh, okay, Imperial. so what's what's her fashion line? And uh, and she works for other companies right now. Oh, she doesn't oh, have okay. her own thing okay. yet. She's not that much older than I am. She's working her way towards that right now. Okay. Um, but she's worked for a handful of companies out, out of uh, New York City right now. She's in Manhattan, and her uh, Instagram is at. Crybaby430, spelled C-R-I. I'm 80% sure that's correct. No, that's totally Is this a reference to the Johnny Depp movie? My (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice. (laughs) My question is, is this like her personal or is this her like fashion? Uh, She doesn't have a fashion. It's all in one right now. Okay, well then I don't want to put her personal Instagram out there. Well, then have him edit it out. She she wants the followers. (laughs) We talking. I'll do it. I'm not gonna do it. No, please cut it out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I, yeah, that's that's not it actually. So if people can go look for that, and it's yeah, not go gonna look be her. Cry Baby '97. I just looked it up. She changed it. Good. Because um, if it was like you her, can just show it to her like have, this, and the cameras won't see I have, it. I have more followers than she does. Ooh, <laughs> Suck it, sis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's dive into this cast, and we're gonna start with our villain because. He's such an ass. Oh, he's the best. He's the best ass. So good. Mr. Lane Smith. Coach Riley. Coach Riley. I'm kind of... I don't know. This is... I'm really scared to say what I'm about to say right now. Uh Uh-oh. But I kind of like him as like... I would want him as a coach. Really? Yeah. Because he's going to get you there. Yeah. But he's going to turn you into something. Like there's a reason Gordon Bombay is a lawyer. I disagree because he is a coach. Okay. He has a very... I've had many coaches from okay. 
kindergarten to fucking college and they have made impacts on my life okay but nothing as drastic as turning me into a fucking dick my parents are the ones who are going to make me into a dick if i'm gonna be a dick sure not this dude who i see a couple of forever if anything he's gonna get me to the level where when i get to college i'm about to fucking blow mm-hmm. the fuck up now keep in mind now you gotta think about your formative years and in gordon bombay's situation his father died The same way that Charlie is falling in love with Gordon Bombay as his coach and as his father figure, that is the eyes that Gordon Bombay had for Coach Riley because that was his father figure. I get that. And therefore, that's why he became who he was. I get that. I got got to say. So I'm going to be fine. You look at what. We meet three Hawks other than Bombay Mm -hmm. throughout the course of the film. You meet Adam Banks. Goon number one and goon number two. Who the fuck knows their names? Um, <laughs> they're not on the list of people they're we're talking not. about. Uh, when, no offense, Banks, when Banks goes through what he goes through, mm-hmm. gets traded, essentially, in the middle of the season, has to leave all his friends behind, has to start with a new team that doesn't want to accept him. And they got to suck. What does he say? You I just want to play hockey. I just want to play hockey. Yeah, he That's does. A he's got a dirt bag of a father uh-huh. and yeah. Coach Riley is his coach and that's how he comes through. Now, goon number one, the guy that takes Banks out, yep. obviously. Very much It's a cheap shot, too. but at the end of the day, all he does is shove him behind. It's not even a cross check. You look at where his hands are on the stick. It's actually a bad call by the referee. He shoves him from behind when he's on a breakaway. You do what you can. You hook people down. You trip people on a breakaway because you give your goaltender an opportunity to reorient himself and have a better chance to stop a penalty shot after a stoppage of play than they might stopping a breakaway in the middle of play when they might have been kind of sitting back, you know, watching from a distance and they're not quite set. Gives the goalie a chance to get set. It's a, it is a completely normal strategy to take a penalty to save a goal. That is like hockey 101 stuff. And lost half it's our not, audience, it's I'm not <laughs> a bad <laughs> penalty. The uh-huh. problem is... Banks goes down, yep. and I hate to say it, doesn't protect himself yeah. going into the goal. No. He lets that goal take out his shoulder. That's yeah. true. You know? And that's a peewee thing because he hasn't learned how to take a hit completely yet. They don't, start, they don't start hitting usually until about that year or the year before. So they've only been playing full contact for about a year. So he's still learning that part of the game. And that, that unfortunately is going to result in some injuries. It's going to result in some, in some hard lessons for these kids. Mm-hmm. And... Now, you could say that the kid's intent was to hurt Banks because yeah. Riley told him to hurt Banks yeah. and what he went out there do? looking. Exactly. He went out there looking for, for an opportunity to hurt Banks and he took it. Now, if it was a, a two-handed slash across Banks' arm yeah, like that it broke his wrist two. in D2, oh, that's yeah. crystal that clear. That was fucking... Mm-hmm. Right? And I always thought and that that's all the after the play. So who, who, what do we have? Again. We have four Hawks total. We have Bombay, Banks, and the two goons. Mm-hmm. What... Who says, what did you do, is goon number two. Turns to his friend. Thinks he went too far, right? So how bad an influence is Coach Riley if Bombay turns out okay, Banks turns out great. He doesn't turn out okay, But he does. Because he still does have, like... He's got a huge winning mentality, which is fine. He Uh, does. But look, you could say that his positive influence That's all that matters to him, and he's developed this alcoholism, and he's Mm -hmm. developed... He hasn't formed any friendships or any relationships. But I don't think that I would... To put that all at Coach Riley's feet, though, I think is a little unfair. I would put that on being a child of a single parent. And Coach Riley hasn't finished with these kids yet. 
Well, tell me about tell me about Bombay's tactics. Bombay's tactics for winning. What are they? Even after he reforms, what after are they? he reforms, his tactics for winning is to use team play to uh, make sure that winning comes second to sportsmanship mm-hmm. and to enjoy the process of the game. Now, talk to me about the plays that they run. I can't. I'm not a hockey player. Okay, uh, Tammy. Doing a fucking uh, oh, uh, they're gimmick plays. They're gimmick plays. They're gimmick right? plays. Yeah, that that toe the line. They are a modification of the of the dive taking that happens at the midpoint of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, they he finds a way to do something similar within that where they're finding things that aren't against the rules because they enter into a discretionary territory on the part of the referees, but that create time and space for their players mm-hmm. to to attack offensively. Gotcha. Um, Tammy spinning around like that is a dangerous play. She's yeah, moving at a rate of speed. Would that be considered where high if anybody, uh, It's at her waist level, but it could theoretically be considered slashing because of its rate of momentum. Again, it's discretionary on the part of the referees. Uh-huh. But this gets into, a, into an issue where what she's doing isn't illegal, but in 2011, 2012, Sean Avery of the New York Rangers went in front of Martin Brodeur and uh, started... Normally, if you want to screen a goaltender, you get in front of him, but you put your back to him. Mm. So I'd have the goalie behind me, and I'd stand in front of him, and i try to make it so that I'm standing in front of him so he can't see where the puck is. Gotcha. Avery turned around and faced Martin Brodeur and started waving his arms, shaking his stick. Not against the rules. Really? But right in line with the Gordon Bombay playbook, as far as I'm concerned... And uh, the next year, the NHL implemented a new rule. Uh, it had a number, but everybody called it the Avery rule. Nice. Which basically said you can't do that shit. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if Pee Wee Hockey, the year after the Ducks won, took the play that Tammy ran and a number of other things that they employed and, and said, you can't do this shit. No. It's, it's not, it's not, it's it, not, it's not violently it's not illegal, it's, but it's not hockey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this so I'm saying... This isn't figure skating. We mm-hmm. play hockey here. So that even after he reformed, he's still uh, pushing the boundaries of what is acceptable to the sport okay. to the, for the sake of winning. Um, and for the, for the sake of fun, but it's more fun when you win. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not more fun when you win. I'm yeah. But it that. does come secondary. It does. It he, does. It is more important. But it's not not there. It's not not there. Like, of course, everybody wants to win. You're supposed to play your best. Mm-hmm. You're supposed competition is fun if it's taught correctly but it is more important than you leave that game a better person i agree if and i'm not saying this to a throw a worse person then it's not worth the win i'm not saying this to throw bombay's tactics under the bus or necessarily say that they're wrong mm-hmm. i'm just doing it to make a more clear comparison between him and coach riley who for all the hawks that we meet that's, right, that's who we're talking about all the hawks that we meet <laughs> there's only one who is truly evil to his core and it's the guy that goes out with intent to hurt Banks and, and, and more or less achieves it without actually doing something terribly violent that just results in a violent play. But um, There's subtle things here and there as well, though. Though, like He has no remorse for Banks once he gets hurt. That's like, true. As soon as you come, that's like, true. as soon as Gordon goes back to uh, Riley and he's talking to his team and, he's, and he does That's why his you take a drink because he flips the collar. Like, All right. We're going to get that one back. Don't worry about it. They're going to score like that. We're going to make them pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's perfectly okay with hurting another kid. Yeah. You know, and which he, is, he which looks is at bad, Bombay. But... He's like, You got something to say to me, Bombay? You got something to say to me, Bombay? 
And your own kid at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, his own former player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, though, as as a coach of children in terms of like uh, uh, what it takes to win in Minnesota, what it means to win at hockey in Minnesota, the mm-hmm. fact that for a lot of these kids, even though they are wealthy, that, uh, you know, what else are they going to do with their lives? They're good sure. at hockey. He All can America, take. He yeah. can push them to the next level. And how none of the, <laughs> how none of the Hawks from that team are uh, make it to the U.S. development program for the Goodwill Games makes no sense to me in D two. Just I saying. Mean, no like sense because they bring earlier, the players back. A... They're in the first scene of the film when they're skating through the park. Yeah, That's they're true. dicks. And the one blonde guy looks a lot like Steven Stamkos. If you know who Steven Stamkos is, he's the <laughs> center for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'm curious as to whether it was him, but I don't know. I, I don't know. So Lane wait. Smith. <laughs> this is one say, of the wait, only. Wait, say the name over time. Steven Stamkos. Okay, continue. Wait, do you know him? I, is it just continue? Oh, she's just gonna do some research. So Lane Smith. This is the only movie that I know of where he plays like an absolute villain. Because mm. uh, most of the movies, I like him. He's soft. He's like pleasantly soft. To yeah. a degree. No, uh, I will say like uh, if you don't know, he is the dad in Son in Law. He's I was also, about to say, you oh know what God. I love him in? Fuck a son-in-law. Okay. Uh, my cousin Vinny. My dude is the uh, prosecuting attorney. Oh, my God. Yeah, in that one, he's a little, you know, he's Gordon Bombay as a lawyer. Yeah. You know, he wants that win, you know, but he doesn't realize that Joe Pesci is a better lawyer. He's... Uh, then he realizes. Has the street smarts. Exactly. But like, I love him in Son-in-Law. Mm-hmm. He is a farmer. He wants to protect his daughter. Mm-hmm. He's all about that hard work and we get up at sunrise and this, Fuck that, and no, the other. but he's a good But he's man. close-minded and then over the course of the movie, Loves he opens up and takes a turn and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Polly Shore is my new son-in-law son, over son here in you made him fucking kill the Garbo. turkey man that was so mean does he really kill it though no he doesn't he kill doesn't it he doesn't kill it he, he does his stupid polisher oh, oh. and then like the bird like falls over <laughs> then they're in the kitchen plucking him and the bird wakes up mm-hmm. oh my god that's even worse <laughs> oh my god you never seen father the son in i mean maybe when i was 10 or 11 or something I like that love but it. it's a good that's fucked movie. up they Steve plucked the live turkey well, they thought it was dead. Well, they thought it was dead. Still, but the, uh, the thing they is, they thought like, it killed over. Yeah, that that. Oh. And then as soon as they plucked the first feathers, it oh, the first right. feather. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I thought maybe it was unconscious. The they got like half the feathers off, and then the thing wakes up and is like. No, they no, plucked the, the first, first feathers, feathers, and the bird wakes up and freaks everybody That's out. Starts running fine. around the kitchen. Because yeah, you don't want to. Feathers are important to a turkey. Sure. You don't want to just take half of them away and send them <laughs> back into the wild, get ostracized. But he, he does, I feel like this he was is a good This was for Thanksgiving, but sadly, uh, Mr. Lane Smith did pass away in 2005. No. No. That was a while ago. Okay, yeah. wait, like, how long has he been in the game? Like, when did he start this? Acting? Yeah. I oh, only he's... know him in, like, his middle age. Yeah. Really? Oh, my man has 111 credits. Ba-ba-ba. He's been acting Listed. for many, many years. Uh, I would say his first role was in 1966. Get it, my man. So he had a pretty much 40-year career. And he acted all the way up until 2003. So it wasn't until those last couple years that he didn't uh, do anything else. Hmm. He's good. 
And you'll forever be in awesome 90 movies. Yeah, and it looks like they um, At least three of them. did something <laughs> for him in 2012 called Well Received, The Death of an Artist. Oh. So I don't know if that's a documentary or a uh, biography of some sort. But yeah. When are we going to get to Pacey? <laughs> He is wait. second to last. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The one that you want the most is gonna be the. You gotta earn it. You, you gotta to earn, earn it. it. So, uh, can I give you a fun fact? Sure. Fun fact. All right. So, the original story was much darker than what the fuck we get to see now. It's kind of like a mixture of uh, Bad News Bears, but like okay on a, another level. So before Disney bought it. It was about an ex-NFL player who was an alcoholic. Gordon Bombay, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he wanted revenge on his old coach, so he coaches the rival team. Really? Huh. So it was more dealing with the adult matters of that kind of story than dealing with the kids. Okay. I feel like it was probably like a bad Santa fucking... How many fucking Hollywood films start out that dark I feel like I hear this a lot there's these super dark films that come out and they they either recast and or rewrite or both mm-hmm. to kind of I mean you know how we them. talked about that in Gremlins how they were cut the mom's yeah, head off that's right down the stairs. Yeah. Dude, that's we talked about shit. it in Beetlejuice uh-huh. he was supposed to like rape and kill Lydia and her family Apparently, like it was um, like way darker than there Groundhog Day Groundhog was, Day was the original script was like a deep philosophical dive into deathlessness. Oh. That like humorous montage where he keeps killing himself is supposed to be the dark night of the soul part of the film where he begins to lose his mind. I, I always and then think they... it's a dark movie anyway. But like, then it's pretty it dark. is pretty dark still. It's pretty dark. dark. But it was supposed to be a lot worse. Oh my God. It's supposed to okay. be like Bergman-esque. <laughs> Shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I The more we do the show, the more I find out like... The story Shit. was not supposed to be so. So write a dark script and let somebody bastardize it, Make and you'll it and you'll you'll end up with a great Disney movie. <laughs> hey, That's the plan. <laughs> they pay me. Well, uh, moving on to Mr. Hans Josh Ackland, Joss J O S S Ackland. My dude was Where's born in 1928. Classic. Is he from not here? No, he's from London. So I thought, you sound like you're from London. <laughs> I thought he was Scandinavian, vaguely. Uh, yeah, he's he got a little weird. like... Well, I mean, uh, that's that's what he tells Bombay. He, oh, he is says, it? Okay. He, uh, yeah, he says something. He does the, the joke with the... Uh, uh, the skate where he pretends to cut himself and mm-hmm. Bombay says, you're so morbid, Hans. And his his response is, well, I'm Scandinavian. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know why he can do that? I because don't. he attended the London Central School of Speech and Drama. London. There you go. That's yeah. where I need to go. You know, I can't how, get my how many roles show. have you lost to British actors? Um, him specifically, too. <laughs> then... Are you talking about Mighty Ducks? And, and yeah, GTA? I was supposed to play a young Hans. <laughs> Which is a uh, which is a phenomenal young. watch company, Young Hans. But Ooh. we're gonna move on. Well, uh, it's because they're so well trained in dialect mm. and speech. That's uh, what I want to be able to to have awesome dialect. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, get a few cocktails in me, and I can goof around and play some accents here and you there. You don't even have to get a few into him. He will fucking yeah. It's just bust out. He I, he answers the phone in different fucking. Did accents. Hans pass before the second film? 
I believe he did. Because yeah. they have they have Jan or Jan or yeah. something, a Franz instead of Hans. It's supposed to be his brother, and they make some reference to the fact that he went back to the homeland at the top of the film. I never fucking noticed that. He looked like the same other Different dude. Oh, different guy. Totally yeah. different dude. Holy they talk shit. about that because... Hans has a square uh, jaw and Franz has a pointy jaw. I don't... A pointy chin. I want to sound racist, but they look identical. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah. We literally just watched D2 right after fucking the first one. And I still was like, same dude. Oh, yeah, that's Hans, dude. I feel like I could show you a picture of Bill Clinton right now, and you'd be like, was that Hans? I'm going to give you guys a fun (laughs) fact. He's still alive? (laughs) He's still alive. Well, who is? Hans. Hans is still alive? Ackland is still alive. Then why wasn't he in 73 when that movie was made, right? He was born in 1928, so February 29th. He is coming up on his... 90... 91st, 90 92nd birthday. 90 math birthday, exactly. <laughs> that Holy fast math. Not after two gins. Shit. If Still alive and to, well. If I made it to 100, I'm drinking. Maybe he wasn't every available. Day. Right. Not every sure. day I'm having a drink. Okay, tell me what he's been in. Some, oh, tell me something else that is not this. Bill and Ted's <laughs> Bogus Journey, yo. Who? Oh, shit, yeah. He's in Bill and Ted's Who's Bogus he Journey. Play? He plays a character. By the name of, I already moved on. What do you want from me? I'm sorry, you did a very shallow dive. And I okay, my dude has go... been in 200 uh, movies. Lethal Weapon Two. Lethal Weapon See Two. See how you go skip plays over Arjun. that. I'm sorry, we're already. You know, I'm trying to keep the okay, ball I'm moving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he played a guy, a character named Denomalus. Yeah, Denomalus. 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 Yeah. You know. I don't remember who that was. I don't either. Denomalous? You don't Denomalous. know Denomalous? Is that... I'm, no, I'm so bullshit. bullshit. So she's this is shit. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. The super- again, oh, talking about those. sequels, the no. superior film. Yeah. Um, I got a copy of Bill and Ted's bogus journey for free with a delivery pizza from Pizza Hut nice. when I was like 15 or something like that. They were just giving them away with the pizzas. You're shit. <laughs> this is like yeah. the best thing ever. It was, ever. So it was I was, we watched it. We you watched it and ate the pizza. And... It was a fucking party. Uh-huh. It was so good. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a sequel. Yeah. Jesus H, that's a sequel. They're getting ready for I, the third I one. I have a theory. Yes, they are. They're filming the third one. I'm very excited. I have a theory about sequels. I think that it's coming to fruition. Okay. Mm-hmm. So also, uh, The Hunt for Red October, he was mm-hmm. Andrew Lysenko. Okay, so he... Did other shit besides this. Okay. Absolutely. He acted all the way Don't up get upset now. You were complained about the shallow dive. Now we're getting into the, the weeds, no, and you're no. like, I'm done with this guy. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to take a deeper shallow dive. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's dive into the ducks. Yeah. Quack, 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 quack. Okay. I kind of want a jersey, but only the old school jersey. The green, the original green. I want a green. All right. When you quacked, it made me feel like I was supposed to chug. You want to know I've been out for a minute. I was going to say, I don't know. <laughs> All right, then, yeah, oh, I guess sorry. we're going Are again. Are you good? I'm ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going again. Uh, now that we're on the ducks. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about Mr. J.D. Daniels. Plays Peter. So, if you guys don't know, Peter is the one with the leather jacket that's little always... tough guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's a little tough Italian kid. He's the one that says, what's that supposed to be, a pep talk? It was supposed to be a pep talk. Yeah. And he's the one that like walks bucks. out. 
50 Ooh. bucks for 50 that bucks jersey. for a brand new fucking OG Ducks jersey. I'd pay 50 bucks for that jersey. Now, weirdly, this is the Conway jersey with the, with the Captain C on it. You can get it at uh, jerseychamp.com. There you Spon- go. Who's going to start sponsoring the show, I assume, after this. Thank episode. you. Right after this. Name drop that shit. <laughs> um, so, JD is very well-trained. He has done a number of things, uh, mostly in the voiceover world. Hmm. He does a lot of animation. He's done Gargoyles. He did oh. um, a movie called The Pickle and Swan Princess. Like, He became a singer. He was nominated or uh, did uh, Les Miserables on Broadway. Ooh. And he won an award. And Antoinette before. Perry? He did not. It's not a Tony Award. No. Uh, what was it called? It was... Letting the ears breathe a little. <laughs> the L.A. Drama Critics Circle Award. Hmm. As lo- young uh, Charlie in Conversations with My Father. And then he went to Columbia in- University where he studied uh, film. And strangely... See, Jen is kicking in. I downed that shit and it's fucking with me now. But... Um, I haven't seen anything from him in recent years. So I don't know if he's just like in a development stage or mm. not. But he seems to have done a number of things and then stopped. So his last project was in 2009. Okay. But it looked like he was going into uh, directing. Mm. I assume that he wanted to be a director. But it, I don't know. Maybe he well, take, life got in take... the way in 2009. Take ten years to get a, a first film off the ground, so that's it could very, be, it could be coming out. You know, I'm six years in myself, so yeah. yeah, that's very, very true. Wow, I drank a lot on that last one. Some more's coming. All right, well you then, ask for it, bitches. what do you guys say we talk about, Mr. Guy Germain? Please. So <laughs> I was this close. Oh, I love Guy. Oh wait, that's part two. Yeah, that is part I like Guy. Uh, and his uh, name. I don't know if that was like a change of some sort, but it's written like guy. It's G U I. Yeah, that's that's a uh, Canadian thing. Okay. Yeah, there's there are a thousand hockey players in Canadian hockey history named Guy, spelled G U I. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, well, he did a number of things. Uh, <laughs> He's in all three <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Not all the ducks lasted through all three movies. True. Uh, Guy Germain is one of them. Uh, his real name, I don't even think I said it, was Garrett Rat- Ratliff Henson. That's a good name. That's a good name, right? Garrett Rat- Ratliff? His name is Garrett Ratf- Ratliff Henson. It's like Ratcliffe See? without the that C. fucking gin is fucking with me. God yeah. damn it. Well, that's the thing. You, you, almost, you want to say Ratcliffe, but you can't. You had to Ratliff. quack, didn't you? Quack. I'm not downing do it again. Too. <laughs> I didn't do anything except uh, make it. My dude is an LA native, born in Burbank, California. You lived Classic. in Burbank for a while. I love Burbank. I'd love to get back there. Burbank's nice. You had a nice place, dude. I did have Swimming a nice pool, place. outdoor patio, corner, corner property, and dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. I got. I gotta say, uh, that we were paying per month what you get a one bedroom, a good one bedroom for now, and that was a three bedroom. Big living area. Okay. Kitchen was a little small, you know, but I could live with that. Yeah. But I don't cook. So I need so. a dishwasher. Sorry, keep going. I don't do dishwashers. Oh, I need but a dishwasher. uh, my dude uh, has been acting. His last 
project was in 2013, but it doesn't mean that he's done necessarily. He was really big in the 90s. Uh, he did. Uh, he was in uh, Arachnophobia. Did you guys see that one? He was oh God, yeah. uh, the doctor's son. Okay. He played Tommy Jennings. I don't remember what the doctor's name was. I just remember the resident doctor in the town gets bit by the spider, and then his wife's like, "What do you want me to do?" He's like, "Call Jennings." get him over here i'm dying uh in 2004 he was in uh the butterfly effect Mm. that was an interesting movie hated it fucked with me a little bit i know we're gonna talk about movies started out modeling uh and uh doing commercials and stuff have you seen the director's cut of the butterfly effect No. no okay so oftentimes you think about director's cuts as these things where you get to kind of Go a little deeper into maybe a couple characters and see oftentimes an ending that is superior to the ending, oftentimes superior to the ending that hit theaters. Usually the directors have a vision. It, it takes the film from its uh, inception all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And if that ending is messed with by studios, it often dilutes the film, the quality yep. of the film, the yeah. message of the film. Changes the story. I hate that. The butterfly effect is a little different. They, uh... I feel like I might have seen it coming. You never seen Butterfly Effect? No, the essentially, alternate, alternate essentially, you go inside Ashton Kutcher's character's m- mother's womb oh. as he intentionally hangs himself with his own bil- umbilical cord. Oh shit! Awful. <laughs> That's like that is the equivalent of oh. that is that is the Butterfly Effect <laughs> logic equivalent of it was all a dream. I'm sorry. That was that's that's that character waking up and it was all a dream. That's too much. Strangling himself with the umbilical cord. Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> <laughs> Garrett was know, also in that. Casper. Oh, he played sure Vic. Was. Ooh, Devin Sawa. What a hunk. <laughs> I told you I was a good dancer. He was. Oh. So he plays Vic in that one. Uh, and he was also in Wait. Doogie Howser, MD. You guys remember that show? Fuck yeah. Neil no, Patrick I... Harris, yo. Who? He he played a character named Will. He did a couple of uh, spots. And he was in Radio Flyer. That's, oh, that's a dark movie. That's a dark Elijah movie. Wood. Good movie. Elijah dark, Wood. Absolutely. Sad movie. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that movie when I was like I was so young. eight years old. Yeah. What the fuck? So young. I thought it was about wagons. I still don't understand the thing with the buffalo. Ooh. I thought it was just about the a buffalo kid who loved his wagon. But the buffalo, what, what do you see a close-up of on the buffalo? Though You get like real close on his eyes. His, his eye, eye, right? And, it's, and, and one of the things, so, so you never see the abusive father. Uh-huh. And no, part you of that, only see like shadows or his yeah, hand. Part of that has like that. to do with the fact that the abuse to the community outside of the house and to the mother and, to, and to, even to the brother to some extent is invisible. And that Timothy from Jurassic Park is being abused in a way that, that, that makes him feel isolated and alone and unseen. But the buffalo sees him. I love how you say Timothy from Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. You know what he was in recently? Oh, I did see him in something recently. Tell uh, me what it was. We just talked about this, didn't we? Yep. What well, is it? Rhapsody. Yes! Oh, that's right. That's yes! right. That's right. <sighs> good yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Killing that it kid to this was, day. He was good when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. Can I give you a fun fact? Yes, you can. Um... Who were we just talking about? No, Timothy Tim, from no. Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, in the movie. Garrett Ratliff. <laughs> um, Sorry, you... Garrett Ratliff Henson. I got it out that time. Do you know 
that his brother was in this movie. His brother? Who's his brother? He is uh, Eldon Ratliff. Eldon Ratliff. Did he have the Ratliff. same middle name? Is it a hyphenated last name or is that his middle name? No, uh, that's his middle name. I think it might be. It's not hyphenated. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because Henson is the last name. Yeah. And so they fucking both auditioned for this and both got it. Okay. And Alden had to dye his hair and change his name in order for the audition in order to. So he could play a different character. Oh, are they twinsies? It, well, no, they're not twins. They, they just, just look, too, look much too much alike, I guess. And so they're like, he's like, all right, I'm going brown. You're staying your little dirty blonde. And, you know, we're going to okay. change up the names so that they don't be like, oh, brothers. We don't need brothers. You yeah. Know, like That's shit. a good tactic. At the same time, this is Minnesota. How many blonde-haired, blue-eyed kids are in this movie? To be honest with you, I don't know what Minnesota looked like. It's very Most white. of the Aryan children are on the Hawks. <laughs> this is true. This is true. That so is, they don't, see, they don't get a child. lot of screen time. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Fuck those kids. Well, let's move on to Mr. <laughs> Vincent LaRusso. Yes. Adam motherfucking Banks. Why do we move on to Adam Banks so quickly? Because he's not... Worked on many movies afterwards. I don't know why. I liked him. I liked him too. I thought he was good. I thought he aged into he the character as well. a good cake eater. Yeah. You know? And if that's really him, I don't know if uh, it was really him on the ice or not. Good fucking hockey player. Hard to say. Can I give you a fun fact about that? I knew you would. You didn't know. Fun you don't fact. know shit. I knew you would. Whenever you get quiet, you got a fun fact. All I know is... A lot of the kids claimed that they could play hockey and skate, and the majority of them couldn't. So yeah. they had to go through a whole Isn't fucking that, that showed. Yeah. Actors lie to get the part. Yeah, of course. And I if did you're a good fucking enough commercial lying. where the breakdown specifically said, need real soccer players. Am I a real soccer player? No. You're real and you play soccer. I can play soccer. I can kick a ball. I can play soccer I can dribble a ball. pretty well. I would say I'm an intermediate soccer player. I could stop a ball. I feel like I could yeah. do the basics. Check this out. I got the fucking part. You sure did. Of the friend. Mm. Tell me why there wasn't a single person on that field that could actually play soccer. Because we we liars, y'all. Actors, if we could lie good enough to It's not even you. us. It's our agents that yeah. do it. Well, that's the thing. A buddy of mine got a call from his, uh, from his manager, and she was like, can you uh, ride a mechanical bull? And he I was have. like, sure. And she said, no, can you ride it like you're surfing on it? Oh, and he was like, no. Who does uh, that? I, get, I could try. And she was like, okay, can I'm you get me? For this. No, she said, can you get me video of you doing it? Yeah, what and the fuck? he was fuck? like, no, I cannot. Where am I going to find him again? Where the floor at exactly. this time? Like, well, you want all these Saddle Ranch Bar clips. on Sunset. They have oh, it. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You're right. seven. You can go there and get a martini glass full of cotton candy and ride the bull. This is a good point. But Time all of out. that for a maybe audition. Next Roadhouse. Yeah, just to maybe get in the room. Exactly. And then the next day, there's another phone call for another exactly, skill that for you some other don't thing. possess. Can you surf so this on can your be hands? A double-edged yeah. sword very quickly. Mm -hmm. You go out for a swimming audition. They want professional swimmers. I damn near drowned when I had to audition at Santa Monica College for an Olympics commercial. Now, I've also lost relationships with casting directors because my agent put me in for shit that I did not possess the skill for. Mm -hmm. Like I was supposed, I know how to jump rope. 
as a boxer. Yeah. You know, I can can you can't double dutch. I, I can't double dutch exactly. I know. And I know you can't. Fucking tell me that. <laughs> that's and that's wanted. exactly what I went in for and I lost one of the best commercial casting directors in town. Mm. I have not been invited back since. It's a crime. Danielle Eskenazi, if you're seeing this, it was not my fault. Or listening. If if you are, I can double dutch. <laughs> That, that project's long. Since I'm just that. saying. I'm just throwing that That's out the there. thing. It's time to bring it back. Everything but in like, this town's a remake. She was so mad, dude. She was so mad, and rightfully so because yeah, for I sure. wasn't the only one that was invited to audition that couldn't double dutch. Yeah. I mean, she it, had very few options for double dutch. Yeah, people. If you put that you need double dutch, that's a different thing exactly. than putting yeah. someone who could jump rope. Because exactly, a that's lot on of her people assistant. can jump rope. But double touch is a It's whole not on her thing. assistant. It's on the agents who submit you. Well, I'm saying if it says jump Just roping jump skills, roping. it doesn't say if, if the breakdowns didn't say anything about mm-hmm. double dutching and a bunch of jump ropers show up that can't double dutch, that's on whoever put the, the breakdown. You need on. to put no, double no, dutch because it that's... did. It specifically said it. It oh, said well, then. double oh, well, then, dutch. Fuck yeah. those agents. Players. <laughs> and you. I argued with my agent about this and he still had me go in. You know who puts out perfect breakdowns every time? The great folks at Disney. <laughs> we- <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> and I love that you're diversing your casting. I saw Aladdin, and I saw how it was a nice mixture. How mm-hmm. about you, girl? Mm-hmm. So yes, he was not in much other than Mighty Ducks D two D three. Yeah, I just want to play hockey. Exactly. But hey. He's in Disney motherfucking class. You know, at that age, you got those. You make those films. Yeah, you take that money. You go to college. You fall in love with something else, and that's your. And you get, you know. Can I give you a fun fact? Vincent Larusso, you did a good job. I got got a fun fact about him before you move. All right. Okay, so there's a there was another kid cast as him. What? As Banks before he got the role. Before he got the role. But this kid was taking his captain of the Hawks, the opposite team too seriously to the point where he was bullying kids and they're like hey girl we need you to stop bullying kids around here because we're disney and it's literally like 50 75 percent of the cast is kids yeah you know let's let's not do that especially because banks is supposed to reform to a degree yeah and then he uh did not hear to that and continued on bullying other kids especially kids from the ducks and they let that motherfucker go. As they should. Well, good for Disney yeah. for not putting up with that because they are a morally upstanding company who <laughs> understands the difference between right and wrong, good and evil. And you are so right because they were stopping bullying back in the 90s before it was cool. Before it was like, yeah, let's stop bullying other people. Mm-hmm. Disney mm-hmm. was like, uh-uh. Not on our set. Also, oh, you guys are fine people. That moment <laughs> in the classroom when Bombay is like, I need to talk to you guys. And mm. the girl's like, people. Oh, yeah. Not all guys. Not yep. all guys. I got really self-conscious about that when I used to work in sales because I would be you know, cold selling to groups of people at a time. I got really self-conscious about saying guys and I started saying folks instead. Mm-hmm. And it, it really... Uh, did that, how that go? It, it helped. I think it, it helped because not because of the gender neutrality of folks, but because it uh, it brought out a kind of old timey vibe that helped people feel more relaxed and at ease. Come like on, you know, folks. who uh, taught me how to do that? 
Who's that? The good folks at Disney when I worked there. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. Also, they teach you to never point with one single finger. If you got to give directions in the park, you park with that three, at least three fingers. Which way is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? What you're going to do is you're going to go straight down mm-hmm. Main Street. Mm-hmm. And as you see uh, New Orleans to the left... You're gonna watch that left you, hand. Watch if, that left hand. I see it. I see the one hit finger. Frontierland, you've gone too far. You're gonna go through Adventureland and then over the hill, and Pirates of the Caribbean will be right there on your left hand side. Those are accurate directions, the aren't they? That was actually, those are accurate that was, that was directions. Tom Sawyer's yeah. Can I? Can Absolutely. I, can I drop a little Disney history on you? Because also, I did also work at Disneyland. The two or more finger point. Is dated back to Walt Disney and his smoking habits. Nice. So when he was in the park, people were like, "Where the fuck is Jungle Cruise?" He's like, "You're gonna go right down there with his two finger smoke with his cigarette." And that's where. Back when you can smoke in Disneyland. Plus, he was like, "What do I look like a surf?" Come on, I built this place. What do you want from me? And it's all well, right over there. And fuck yourself. <laughs> also, it's thanks for paying. It's rude to point. It's rude to point with one finger in, in different cultures, but. Let's True. go. Where are we at? Where oh, we at? Uh, since we're talking about the ladies of the ducks, yes. let's talk about Miss Marguerite Moreau. Miss Cutie Cutie. Yeah, she plays Connie. Hi, Coach. I'm Connie. Do you play? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My girl. She's had a career, hasn't she's she? She's had a very good she's, career. Yeah. Absolutely. She's still working. She's got a project in post production right now. She's actually got one that she just completed oh, called yeah. Viral. And then a, another one that is in post-production called Monuments. Mm. My girl has 91 credits to her current status. Nice. Including nice. Wet Hot American Summer. I Fuck knew you were going to bring summer. up Wet Hot American Summer. She plays Katie. <laughs> Next summer movie. Is that, I don't care what. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. So she uh, continued on long after Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And she... I forget that's her. Grew up absolutely beautiful. She looks the same. Yeah, she looks she the same. She looks the same. Just like a smidge older. Just like a yeah. more mature. Like, oh, you're grew, a woman, you. Know? you. Yeah, very, exactly. very lovely woman. Are you guys uh, she's also do a... do, done Queen of the Damned. Mm. Yes. If you guys have seen that movie. Have I? I dressed up as hers for Halloween. Did oh. you? As Aaliyah, fuck yeah, Aaliyah? bitch. Yeah, and green contacts. I was feeling myself. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys going to do a Groundhog Day? Given I... February is like right around the corner. February? Groundhog Day? We should. I want... Two. Honestly, you'd have to tape it next week because it's it. You'd have to have it cut for Groundhog Day. February, February is two. Black History. February month. is Black History Month. Sorry, I was. Uh, we're about to have some visitors in the house. It's about to get a little loud. Jen made me slow. But that <laughs> what's What's more uh, in tune with Black History Month than the same tragedies playing out over and over again with no real change? <laughs> that dude has a point. Fuck. <laughs> You right. We're getting deep. <laughs> I mean, like just picture yeah. Bill Murray as a black guy living the same tragedy over and over. Nothing changed except him. Yeah. Eventually. It. Eventually. Oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna think on that one. All right. Uh, well, ironically enough, our next character is my dude, Brandon Quinton Adams. Mm. Plays we've, Jesse Hall. Okay. We've already talked about this, my. Uh, yeah, we team. have. That's right. In Sandlot. In Sandlot. Oh, yeah. So we He's don't in Sandlot. Too much time on him. He is in Moonwalker. You know, I already brought that up in Sandlot. Mm-hmm. We have Moonwalk- talked about him. Oh, my God. I just played. 
my friend has one of those like big things that's like a bunch of like uh, arcade games from like 1979 to like 90 oh like the, the emulators that yeah. play all the different games and they oh, had moonwalker on there the video game and you no. could be michael jackson going through alleyways dancing and like dance like, fighting like kick everybody or something there was no kicky, which I thought was kind of dumb. Yeah. And there was like laser beaming kind of stuff. You could like turn it to like Michael I would Jackson assume that you would like eye gouge and kick ha, and then be like, what? There's, yeah. <laughs> ironically, there's a bunch of kids just in alleyways and you save them. Is Joe Pesci in there? He is in there. Yes. Do you, do you really, drugs. Do you really <laughs> save them though? I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> and you know, you can set off a button where you can make all your opponents dance until they die. That's that's lovely. They go doom doom. Every level is a different like Michael Jackson song constantly. It was kind of cool though. I love that. It was kind of cool. So just because I don't remember if we mentioned it last time, my dude was in a different world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played Dion slash Tino from eighty nine to ninety one. I mean, he. So he was in a number of uh, series. What did you think of him in this movie though? We're talking about this one right here. Um, he was a good brother. I like it. Yeah. Even though he was like the mean racist one, I guess. Not the racist one. But I don't know just... if he was racist as much as like he's from the inner city. He doesn't like the Cake rich eaters. kids over the lake on the other side of the yeah. lake. I get that because they were dicks. You know? and, yeah, exactly. They're little assholes. And he's a very good hockey player. He is good. He's you know, one of the best. He's ducks. one of the best. He really exactly. is. Exactly. He's one of the best on the team. It showed me that black people can play hockey. Mm-hmm. Which yep. oh, uh, I still haven't seen. The Love him. Guru didn't teach you that. Uh, was that before this? <laughs> I did. I did run no, an experiment about this in 2012. I want to say 2000, okay. uh, I was living in Philadelphia. A buddy of mine and I, we had the NHL video game. Again, I've been playing these games since I was a kid. Ninety four, still the best. But <laughs> um, we wanted to see if, at least within the game, because the game recreates the rosters of every NHL team right, in the league, right, right. if there were enough players of African descent that could con- create a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were three, huh? too short. Oh. How many team, a team's team? 26, essentially, because you have basically 20 skaters, a couple guys that are healthy scratches, uh, and your goaltenders. So you're telling me there's um, like roughly 24 people out in, there? In the NHL, about 25, 26. Anywhere between any given year, anywhere between 20 and 30 uh, black players. And the thing that we had to do to finish... The, the team, um, we, look, we were like, okay, so we have two slots left on this team. What do we fill them with? So we looked through it. The game had just started including female players, mm. and, but there were only two of them. Uh, but we managed to like, create a team that of, like, the, of just take all the white men out of the picture and this is the team you get. And we fucking ran the table. It was great. Nice. It, was a fun, it was a fun team. I just want to say... I appreciate that you went out of your way to try to make had a to find black out. team. Had to find out. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Thank it was kinda, you. you know, we took we made the jerseys actually modeled after the colors because you can create your jerseys from scratch. We nice. modeled the colors after the colors of the Jamaican team from D2. It was like the same color scheme. It wasn't as much of a tie-dye because theirs are a little splotchier, yeah, but there. it was the same like pink and blue and green and white. Yeah. It was good. It was a good team. I appreciate team. it. Thank you. But uh, well, I'm think... still acting. Uh, he did a TV series called Reborn in 2018. Mm. This character named Wales. And we wish him the best of luck. We'll talk about it Go again get it. when we do Moonwalker. 
So I'm gonna let you get your side vanilla booty out of here before we be using your eyeballs as hockey pucks. Yes, when we do Moonwalker. I'm adding it on the list, huh? Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the comic relief of this movie, who would you say it is? Goldberg. Other than Goldberg? Other than Goldberg. Other than Goldberg? Ooh. Uh, hey, better, 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 better. Yep. Oh, yeah. Better, better, better. Averman. Averman. Hey, it's not baseball. Hey, go to go to go to go to go to go He sniffs. He turns. Mm -hmm. He squats. He scores. Yes. Mr. Matt Doherty played Lester Averman. His job is to be a fucking uh, announcer. Yeah. That's what he's meant to do. Yeah. He well. stops playing the game to fucking announce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's the daddy lightsaber. The Velvet Hammer. Ooh, the just man. This is the new guy. They have an announcer and they have an announcer in D2, right? In D2. There's like a young yeah. kid announcer. Oh, that's right. Like a, yeah, they a got teenage a little guy. announcer. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was one of the better players as well. If I'm not mistaken, he's he was in like top three or four, I would say. Mm. Uh, four after Banks joins. Yeah. You know? Uh, who is it that they nominate to take the shot at the end? Other than Conway. Well, Other Conway. than Conway. Like, uh, yeah, I think they say that. Do it... they say Averman or do they say Jermaine? <sighs> I think he should take it. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I, th I thought they, they were actually talking about Jesse doing it. Was it Jesse? I don't know. I can't I don't remember. remember. Because it's kind of like buried in that See, that this is the part where the talk. audience is yelling at us. Yeah. We're like, it was blank. Look, let them yell. <laughs> well, you know what? We're on our fucking third drink of fucking Dude, gin. You're lucky almost, I'm speaking you're right now. You're sitting there listening the to this at the gym. Yeah. You got, a, you got a barbell in front of you. You're grunting. You're sweating. You spit on somebody unintentionally. You don't even know it. One you're of our most avid listeners is traffic. about to walk through this door in a few minutes. Yeah. And he does listen to us while he's working out, out or good. running, good. things of that nature. Even well, though he's hey, not supposed to be hey, listening to podcasts keep, about drinking. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, you're at the gym, keep it up. You look great. You're beautiful inside <laughs> and out. Don't stop. You got this. One more rep. We believe one in more. you. There you go. Hey, how about we do one Shit. more? I'm going to have you do like a whole thing Just for a... when I'm working out because <laughs> I need motivation. I want you to play after every song. So it keeps me going. Just like between tracks. Yeah, in between tracks, you're like, all right, girl, you got this. I feel like you I climb should, that hill. I'll introduce the song shoes. too, you know. And so now like, we what's got your go-to way? Yeah. Let me work it. Let me work it. <laughs> it Do it for Missy. Do it for Missy, Missy Z. Is all about She's watching. She is. <laughs> and you know what she says? It's your feminine for twenty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that Ashley worked with this guy on the Marin show. Mm. Ooh, okay. uh, he played one of the agents on the Marin show in 2015. I don't know if that was one of the years that she was working on it or mm. not. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Chances are that Ashley has already worked with Matt Doherty and she didn't even realize it. Just like she didn't realize she worked with Ernie Rise Jr. until he was already on. Any, uh, any relation to Shannon? Nope. Good. Nope. Good for both of them. <laughs> He's a ginger. Still, she's unless that's those. not her natural hair. It's a recessive allele or something like that, right? This Isn't is, that how it works? Is that how it works? I, I guess. Know. I'm not sure. But my dude is still acting. Uh, he's also very well known for So I Married an Axe Murderer oh, with so Mike Myers. Good. I love that movie. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa <man>. Harriet. <laughs> Sweet Harriet. So loving. 
So trusting. We were right here. I love that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So we're we're stretching this episode out, and so we're going to keep moving on, and we're going to not talk about. Oh, actually, I think we might have to. Let's talk about Mr. Sean Weiss. Goldberg. Uh, oh, yes, Goldberg. Uh oh. We got. Cruz and Karina and Moses, our former in. guest on our Mean Girls episode. It is Cousins Weekend again, so they're all visiting. Very Once cool. a year. Once a year, they come in and uh, they fuck up my invade show. the house and uh, sit in on the show. I'm just fucking with you. Moses, welcome back to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. And as I said, our most average listener is standing right there. He listens to every damn Chris. episode. Yet he's never been here during a podcast. He was here for during for Come here, buddy. girls. Can I give oh. you a fun fact? He's actually on camera. Say hi to the people. Hello. Now get, get out of here. You're underage. Get, under out, age. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. So I, I want to give you a fun fact before. Oh, we're on Goldberg. Oh yeah, yeah. No, go no, no. Goldberg. Give your fun fact. Okay. So the writer of this movie, Steve Brill, he wanted to play Bombay in this fucking movie. Really? Yes, he sure did. How dare a writer want to be? Hey. <laughs> But I'm guilty yeah, of it myself. I know, I know. They were like, hey, Terrible. girl, no, not happening. Who did he get to play? How much did they offer him? That's what I want to know. What was his price? No, he probably priced them. He wanted to be Bombay. They didn't want fuck about him to be Bombay. You don't pick some nobody. That's right? what I'm saying. How much money did they give him to not be Bombay? Uh, Nothing. They, they put an extra zero on that fucking check for yeah. writing the script, bitch. Yeah. Oh, did they hire him to write the script? It was his script. You remember? It his, was his script. His okay. dark ass script about fucking being okay. drunk and shit. Therefore, was his. in order to buy it, they had to offer him an extra zero. Because they were like, "We're not going to use you, but here's another zero, bitch." I'd have to dig into that and see what he what he sold beforehand. Because if it's yeah. nothing, then they didn't do shit. They said, "Okay, you can walk," and he said, "No, please, just buy the film. I don't want to go back to my job at." Starbucks. Uh, 93? Oh, 92? 93. Probably, probably sold in like 89, 90. Yeah, Blockbuster. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't knock it. That was kind of one of my dreams. They that probably called that. Was, that was his nickname on set. Yes! They called him Blockbuster. How awesome would it be to watch that Blockbuster? Dude. You need to watch movies all day. You just Hell got yeah. stock shelves. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, but Charged they were closed by the time feet. I was ready to work. Yeah, ready to mm-hmm. work there. They were gone. All right, let's go on to Goldberg. Actually, now that I think about it, I think I did apply for Blockbuster Video. I've never. After I quit Disneyland. There you go. I've never applied for them, but if that was a thing, I would have. <laughs> if it was still a thing. Well, Mr. Sean Weiss, uh, as you all know, plays Goldberg. Goldberg! I love this guy. He is a great character. He's a great actor. Uh, he's still acting to this day. One of um, he does not look the same. He does not. No. He's lost a significant amount of weight. There was a whole thing for a while on the internet, like Goldberg's on meth or something like that. And it was a bunch of skinny pictures of him. He's That's like, I'm trying up. not to die. And yeah, I'm gonna get cast as not the He's fat like, guy I, who farts. I got healthy. Not the fat guy who farts. Yeah, that's a shitty <laughs> role to do for assholes. Has he been on the Goldbergs? Have they mm. have they reached out? There's a question. No, because if no, they haven't, he, he definitely has. I mean, he was on Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> okay, and yeah. I do remember his episode on Boy Meets World. Goldberg, mm. uh, uh, get at Goldberg. What are you doing? Right? What's the Swing tall, a uh, redheaded girl from the college years? No idea. What are we talking about? Becca, Bo- Rebecca. Boy Meets World. Is that her name? I don't remember. Anyway, but like he gets the girl at the end of the episode. 
Oh. Yeah. Was he thick Goldberg? Yeah, he was thick Goldberg. Thick Goldberg coming th- in. And by thick Goldberg, I mean Sean Weiss was bigger. You know what I know? That he's like Lieutenant Dan, and his name is fucking Goldberg. <laughs> okay. I'm sure his homies call him that shit. Yeah. His cousin he only sees every couple years. He, I'm sure he does him. I would, wouldn't you? Yeah, if I had a Goldberg in my family and every it, day of the week. Yeah, and anytime like anyone farted at any time around it's him, it's his fault. I'd be like Goldberg. In fact, hanging out with him is an excuse to let loose. To fart <laughs> and just, blame it on. Yeah, him. you're not gonna get in trouble. <laughs> Goldberg. Well, after this, uh, he did uh, heavyweights. Which oh, I yeah. thought was a great that movie. That movie is fucking... That's Ben Stiller at his finest. Absolutely. That shit is hilarious. I just want to say that he is not the only heavyweight champion in this fucking... <laughs> in this movie, right? In this There's movie. a couple... Uh, who's There's the at least kid? three of them. Uh, the black guy we just talked about. What's his name? Was he in this? Oh, no, no. no. Keenan is in it. Yeah, Keenan is in it. He's yeah. from part two. He's part two. Uh, uh, the, what's the kid? Um, the kid, the lead kid in Heavyweight. Yeah, Parker. He's on, he's on the team. Yeah, we didn't, I forgot he's, to he's mention on, him. He is on there, isn't he? He is. He's the lead dude. He's the new kid at camp. Doesn't he yeah. kind of disappear halfway Captain. through uh, the, the first This movie, he kind of disappears he does, halfway he through. He disappears. Like, you see him in the beginning he's in the when beginning, they're looking yeah. at the Sports Illustrated and mm-hmm. like, are you going to take that from him? No. Yeah, and then he just he just leaves. Mm-hmm. He turned out hot though. Maybe Bombay know? cut him. Aaron Schwartz. See this. <laughs> it's not my type. It's, it's not my not type. Daniel's type. Not I understand he's not your type, but what I'm saying is, all those years I watched the fucking heavyweights and Mighty Ducks. Fair enough. I never knew he was going to turn out like this. You didn't know that was underneath. I did not. He's yeah. cute with his little smoldering eyes. <laughs> I mean, you didn't expect that from, uh, what's his name, from Stand By Me either. Looks a little alt-right oh, for me. Oh, yeah. Vern. Vern from Stand By Me grows up oh my to God, be that's handsome right. as fuck and then does Jerry Maguire. Well, who is it from uh, Harry Potter that took the undie shots like 10 years later with his fucking Aquanet can in his pants? No shit. Oh, my God. Harry Neville? Potter? Something like that? Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. my God. Hang I can on. understand Hold that. On. Okay. I'm going to get you this. This this is going to haunt your dreams. I, I kind of need it. I because... don't know why, but for some reason, after the last uh, Deathly Hallows came out, every girl had a crush on Neville Campbell because of his speech that he has. Mm-hmm. He's cute, man. Yeah. Uh, but he ain't in this movie. No. Goldberg is. Goldberg. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Sean Weiss. No. What's your favorite Goldberg line? Just them calling this fucking name over and over. Okay. I like when he's tied to the, the goal post. post. He's like, Coach, don't make me come after you. And they leave him like a little fucking bitch. <laughs> That's so wrong. It is kind of wrong. I mean, I'm sure they were just messing with him. I would have left him for a good couple minutes, though. Well, he did a movie, uh, a TV series called Blessed in 2016. He did another project called Netflix and Chill Ooh. in 26 as well. Was it on so, Netflix? I don't know. I wonder. It should be. Because <laughs> if it is, I'll give you a chance, Goldberg. Okay, okay. My man is 41 years old. Now. I'm sorry. We got to come back to this. Never Longbottom Part 1. Oh, my God. There he is as a young child with the yes. gap and, and his silliness. Okay. Never Longbottom Part 2. No. No. <laughs> Good for him. Hold on. Good for you. Yeah, him. go ahead. Zoom into that. What are you doing? Zoom I into don't that. I want to see that close. That was a you can, that was you can tell he's uncircumcised. 
It's Europe. <laughs> oh my god. No one yeah. told me this pudgy little kid that nobody uh-huh. wants to fucking be around. He'd be catching him off guard and get him in trouble and shit. Isn't he the one that faints all the time in class? I, yeah, just, I fainted yeah. when I saw that picture the first time. <laughs> I'm holding it together barely. Okay, okay. Family. <laughs> so we are uh, getting close to the end. We've got three characters to talk about. Next up is Mr. Eldon Henson. Fulton, Fulton Reed, Reed, for those of you who don't yeah. know. My dude. Still killing it. Still killing it. Mm-hmm. I like Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. The only dude on the Mighty Ducks who can't skate. Can't skate. No, you moron. Um, I mean, I can't. I don't know how to skate. Idle hands? Idle hands. Yeah. Cuts oh, off his head. Idle hands. Green. Bringing yeah. it back. Absolutely. Butterfly effect. Butterfly mm-hmm. He's also in butterfly effect. Yes. So him yes. and his brother. Like, Shut your mouth. Survives the wound. Even in the director's cut. Whatever the cut. hell he does. He was the fucking he ends up crazy in, like, the uh, roommate, right? Chair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't was know. He, he was like the crazy roommate. Anyway. No, he's the brother. He's Amy Smart's brother. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah uh, he... So Fulton Reed has that amazing slap shot, one out mm-hmm. of five. Um, I feel like I've just seen him in something. Daredevil? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, he's in that uh, for the last three years. Um, I don't know if they like gave him boots or something. Like I know they put him in boots, but... You mean lifts? Yeah, lifts. Mm. Because... He's not a tall guy now. He might have been taller than everybody else then. Could have been that I've been, I was 5'11 when I was 12. What the and, f- actual And fuck? I only grew three and a half more inches by the time I got to my maximum height, but I, I was tall oh, early, and man, I think that... that is too bad. He might have been in the same boat. Yeah. I just want to... That's true. I knew a couple of guys that were very, very tall in like 6th or 7th grade. And then he didn't grow much afterwards. Which is fine. I don't mind being 6'2". It's yeah. a nice number. I, like I, wouldn't, never... I wouldn't mind being 6'2". No, you wouldn't. I, no. Never... <laughs> I feel like I've never felt short. Daniel. I've always felt... Yes, sir? We'd be so rich right now. I know. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Eldon Henson. I think he's a great fucking actor. I think he was doing a great job in this. Oh, shit. Zenobia has a difference of opinion? No, I like him in this, but he is in one of my favorite... I guess he's in two... Buscemi. Two... um, No. I'm I'm waiting for him. uh, He's in Hunger Games. He plays like uh, Blue Blocks or whatever. Oh, okay. And his character is one that has gotten his tongue chopped off in the Capitol, so he can't speak most of the... Uh, he can't speak at all in the in the movie. Oh shit! So he does okay. like small amounts of sign language, and he has his brother that's with them. Got you. He does a really good job in it. And when I saw it, I was I was like, oh shit! Okay. Fucking. He's a sweetheart in that one too. Yeah, but he's very and, smart. I mean, even in this one, he's like a misunderstood goon. Yeah. Like his heart is in the right place. You know, um, he defends the ducks when they're still District Five from the. Fucking uh, hawks, yeah. being assholes. Asshole. Uh, Why are you pointing at me? You see him oh. when oh, they're this? Uh, <laughs> your hawks, Jersey bitch. <laughs> when they're finally get the funding to actually go shopping for proper equipment, he he's like Charlie helping get Charlie the get the stick Excalibur off out of the yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Yeah. Not only that, when everybody else gives up on Gordon Bombay because they believe uh, Jesse's misinterpretation. 
Jesse and Peter's misinterpretation of what he said to Riley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Charlie and Fulton that, that come out. skating out. That work themselves into a frenzy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they Aww. forfeit. I don't, under, I, I don't understand why Banks didn't come out. Unless he was just late because he was still getting ready. That's a good point. But it's, it's a little the weird. Other side of the lake. That, like, he's yeah. not exactly accepted by the Ducks yet. Yeah, so why not make an effort with the two people that do accept him? I have to assume yeah. he was still getting suited up. Because it takes a little longer when you're younger. For sure. I don't know. You know I've never fucking hockey. Got to use the lace hook and everything to get the skates on, right? I don't know what that means. I don't do, worry about it. I don't know. I go, <laughs> I go to ice skating rings and I just rent the skates and I tie that shit up. Yeah. Also, Tammy did not need to change into figure skates to do that move. The figure skates, I mean, it's about the toe pick. That's the, that's the whole thing. Here's the thing. The toe she pick. She felt comfortable We'll talk about the toe pick when we do the cutting edge. Oh, I, sh- I just showed that movie to court for the first time. How'd she uh, like it? She fucking loved it it's because she knows movie. what a good movie is when she sees it. Oh, <laughs> and, and it was great. Yeah. I watched that movie a lot. Oh, my God. That's a great fucking movie. Solid. Ugh. Uh, it's time. It's the it's the time that uh, Daniel has been waiting for to wait. talk about. Wait, 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 wait. What? I don't want to wait. I just sang that. <laughs> You're about to wait. <laughs> Uh, man, that's man. why I wanted to stop before you did it because there was someone in this movie that I did not realize that was in this movie. Oh, I know who you're gonna talk about. I was gonna give you the option to talk about him. Well, you were about to roll over me. Out, hey, hey, about hey. to. He did it. It was over. So, uh, hey, hey, hey. Jesse smoke weed every day. Smoke <laughs> weed every day. Uh, Jesse's brother in the movie, Terry. Terry, Terry, is played by somebody we know. Mm-hmm. Personally? No. No, famously. <laughs> no. <laughs> famously. On the boob tube. On the boob tube. Uh, oh. Jesse Smollett mm-hmm. from Empire. Empire. That makes... Any... Never seen a second of the show. Uh, it's a good show. Not, well, a, not even an, uh, an advertisement for it, other than a billboard. Dude. Whoa. Yeah, okay, at least the first Karate season the is dark. really good. Yeah. First season is damn First yeah. season is really good. Yeah. And it like gently goes down. But you might know him as the man who... Pretended, I guess. Yeah, there was some controversy over him uh, this last. Oh uh, shit! That's right. Uh huh. And that's him. That's why I wanted to give you the option to bring him up or not. I know the scandals. I don't know the television. You just tell me about. Tell me about the. Well, I thought the name would fucking ring a bell. It does now. Yeah. Ding ding ding. Yeah. Oh my god. That's him. Um, what was the resolution of that? That he did pay people to attack him or to pretend they to really attack him? They really didn't have any, like enough evidence to charge him with yeah. shit. So it kind of just dropped and he has to do like a, a small amount of like community service. Was he released from the show because of it? Yeah. The show is canceled now. Like, but at the time it was not, correct? He was, At the time it was not. And yeah. he was let go for the final season. Okay. The final couple episodes of the previous season. Damn and then this last season will be its last season. And I believe it's due to the drama. Mm. I really, okay, I, so I really enjoy Terrence Howard, uh, but I have a hard time right. watching him and not constantly feeling the pain of Brokeback losing to Crash, mm. which was a horrifying moment in Oscar history to me. So Terrence Howard, do you like him or Don Cheadle in Iron Man? And you better pick the right. Fuck. I. I'm yes, sorry. This is a test. You can almost always ask me, do I like Don Cheadle versus anybody? And I'm going to pick Don Cheadle. Oh, shit. That's just where it's at. Thank you, mother. Actually, I did background on uh, something Cheadle did uh, a year or two of ago. Lives. No, it was the other thing he did more recently, Black Monday. Okay. Um, and uh, I just I just love everything that man touches. Thank you. He As is, do I. 
But I'm, I also love Terrence Howard. But you I'm sorry, Cheetah wasn't in Crash, so he was not in Crash. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> but as Rhodey in Iron Man and the Marvel movies. Um, I gotta be honest. I have uh, how many Marvel movies are there? Holy 20, shit. 25, 30 at this point. I don't have Something enough like fingers. That. I'm, I'm serious. What's the Disney? number? I don't know. You go on Disney Plus. So you yeah, count it. it's got to be into the tw- into the late 20s, early 30s. I imagine there mm-hmm. are about as many as I, as years I've been on the earth, and I've probably only seen six of them, six oh. or seven of them. Okay, something around that range, you know. Um, See, so the debate still. So well, that continues. Every but I can I can answer I can answer that question without having seen it because I prefer Don Cheadle to Terrence Howard in every capacity. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm gonna go with the original. Sorry. Whatever, bitch. the originator of the role. All right. Well, I just don't get me to... wrong. I love Don Cheadle, and I'll tell you guys right now, we're gonna do Rebound in March for March Madness, mm. the Earl Madigold story. Nice. Oh shit, March. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm announcing it right now. I think that. But March... in the meantime, okay, go ahead, Pacey. <sighs> Can I sing it? Go ahead. <clears throat> now, now, now it's time for it. Hit it. I don't want to wait uh. for our lives to be over. Will it be? Yes, or will it be? <laughs> will it be? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the dead air. But All you happen. heard was Robin drinking water. <laughs> yeah, you heard <laughs> the rhythm section back there. Joshua Jackson. Mm. Dude, I'm going to say this right now. Joshua Jackson was a very good actor, even at a very young age. He's yeah. always been a good actor. He's been a very Continues good actor. It's cute when he was little. He good was looking cute dude. when he was older, like teenage, and now I'm growing up. Oh, in the affair with that beard? Oh, my God. He was excellent in the affair. I will even mm-hmm. take blonde ass him in uh, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. Oh. Gay, gay blonde him. Yeah. I'll take gay blonde him. Him and Ryan Philippe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. his friend. And he got him. Can you arrange a meeting this evening on my behalf? Oh my At the God. stroke of midnight. At the stroke of midnight, exactly. So Joshua Jackson plays Charlie Conway, who obviously becomes the uh, captain captain of the Ducks for good reason, and it's because of his uh, moral standings, in my personal opinion. On behalf of the Ducks. Like, say welcome. That's not because best he's friend. the best player. That's not, and that's he's not always the, the case leader. on a, I'm not the best player on this team. Um, there are definitely superior players on the team, but I tend to be the one that corrals everybody and yells at them about what to do. And they, gotcha. they, they hopefully look to that. And they, when they take that advice, we usually do well on it. Mm-hmm. I take a lot you of make the decision that. for the betterment of the team. I hope so. Yeah. That's you what make I try the to selfless do. decisions. Yeah. Um, but Conway, and, that's what Conway and this is does. this is a, a credit to Brill and the director and the editor and everybody involved in this decision making process that he is not at the outset of the film front and center. It's not crystal clear that he is destined to be the captain or mm-hmm. anything along those lines uh, until about the midpoint of the film when you start to get to know you know, Emilio develops a relationship with the mother yeah. and it starts to build. He he grows into the captain and we grow into getting to know him with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Estevez's character was Bombay. Yeah. But you feel like you already know that he's going to grow into this captain role because we see the fact that 
Like when he, Banks joins the Ducks, he's like, on behalf of the Ducks. He's the one, yeah. Say, well, That's a big moment. You know, he swallows yeah. uh, whatever hatred he has for the Hawks right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, his mom is very vocal in what the fuck's going on and on the team. Her and the... How dare you drive that limo on You just guys. know doesn't cut it. <laughs> it does not cut it. And it doesn't cut it if it's my kid, my niece, or me. It does not fucking cut cut it. I'm sorry if she doesn't understand weather forecasts. Do you and understand how they, ice? Yeah, I understand it well enough to know when it's safe. Yeah, and that was safe. I mean, you're talking about Minnesota in the fucking winter time. Minnesota there probably hadn't been a day time, yeah. above freezing for weeks. They were probably in the teens for weeks. That ice was was feet deep. I don't know. I'm from I'm fucking the- SoCal, <laughs> motherfucker. So was she, apparently. I'll let you know when I smell the rain coming. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But her and, you know, the other black, the the black dad, which mm-hmm. I also want to do a shout out that I think that's a very Mr. Cool. Hall. Yeah, that's that, his name. That Mr. I like him. This is what I spent my overtime pay for. That's right. Or, or gave up his overtime. Gave up my overtime yeah, pay that for. Yeah, he's like, come like, and see his see kids. See my kids take falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheetah. Great father. He's like, look, I'm going to have my kids out here on the field. That's another moment for Charlie Conway. When Gordon gets in his face after the game and he's like, when I tell you to do something, you do it. And Charlie stands up and he's like, you can't make me cheat. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you can't make me cheat. Charlie. Unless I'm going to get away with it. Let's do it. And of course, he is very (laughs) well known for Dawson's Creek. Yes, he (laughs) is. To drop it one more time. I don't want to wait for a life. To be over. I want to know right now what it will be. <laughs> Fuck that fucking dozen. I didn't watch I the whole it. show, but I gotta be honest with you. I watched that first season by myself, nice. and I don't mean like, like I don't mean like yeah. As it aired, every episode by myself in my living room, <laughs> and it wasn't like something that was serious. It happened and nobody else was watching. Your me. sister didn't make you watch it. And no, this was just it was all me. And end of season one, Dawson and Joey when they kissed. I jumped up into the air nice. in joy and caught my hand in the ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> I like, could, unfortunately, I'm right-handed, so it wasn't that bad. It was my left hand, but man. Love it. It was worth it. Absolutely it was worth love it. it. I believe that. Speaking of Dawson's Creek, um, since I love Playhouse West and Playhouse West alumni, uh, your girl studied with our teacher, Miss Holly Gagné. Which girl? The girl. Uh, I don't know what her character name is. Um, you got Michelle Williams and you've got Katie Holmes. Yeah, Katie Holmes. Okay, she actually lived with Holly for when she first moved out here. She lived with somebody else too. Yeah, she did. What are you gonna talk about? Talking about Maverick. (laughs) Talking about Maverick. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. She was married for to Tom Cruise for. She was associated with Tom Cruise for several years. Yeah, there you go. I I wouldn't call it a marriage. Yeah. She got inducted in that cult and she made it out, so I'm proud of her. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> but either way, Mr. Joshua Jackson has always turned in a solid performance. I would love to see more of him. He's actually got a uh, series called Little Fires Everywhere filming right now. Mm. I don't know where it's going to end up, but uh, he plays a character named Bill Richardson. One of my favorite movies of his is The Skulls. Oh, yeah. Yes. With Paul Walker. Solid. Sexy Paul Walker. We talked about him before, but I'm too drunk to remember his name right now. Who's uh, Coach? You're too drunk to remember also. <laughs> you. Here's the thing. I called him Coach when we knew his name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, parent, coach? Parenthood. He played the dad. 
You uh, might never seen coach. never seen him in a parenthood. I know coach. Yeah, yeah. coach. Yeah, well, don't know the his, names. His name is coach. Oh, right? the coach's like, name. Yeah, yeah, coach's real name. No his, idea. The actor's, I can't actor's remember name. Right the actor's name is coach. <laughs> he just did Poltergeist. He's got that. He's got a really really nice line of handbags. Hi, Robin. Well, and he did Fringe. What's your favorite moment for Charlie Conway in this movie? Just everything. He's the sweetest, most lovelest. He's supposed to be the kid that you relate with. Yeah. When, as a kid, He's you're taking like, care of his mom. I'm fucking Charlie. He's the kid that grew up fast. I gotta say the diner scene. Yeah. Ooh. There you go. It's a quality scene. It's good acting. They might have tear-sticked him a little bit, but that's okay. We weren't even the ducks until you came along. You made us, now you're stuck with us. Did they tear stick him? I don't know. I don't know. Did. You can usually tell did. by the way they fall and their relative consistency. Because mm-hmm. when you look at the uh, human tears, depending on the, their source, whether they're from agitation, like physical agitation, sorrowful crying, happy crying, they actually have a different uh, salinity content I and different viscosity. I notice it when I, well, I haven't watched the show in a while, but once upon a time they do it mm. a lot. Yeah, the, the tear sticks are very thin. The water that your eyes produce when exposed to camphor oil are very thin, and they tend to fall, regardless of where the camphor oil is placed, they tend to fall out of the center of the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, and I think that's where they're falling in, in that scene for him. But the bottom line is that the scene is good, and it's a great moment for the character. Yeah. yeah. That he's... He's there kind of giving this grown-ass man some other perspective mm-hmm. that he was too, he had too, uh, he was too narrow-minded, too much tunnel vision about that moment in his past to realize that he, that he should be proud of how close he came. Yeah, yeah. I don't not, think it's not a tear stick. It as a badge of honor. Because now that I think back to it, I remember he, now I will say that they cut from multiple takes, I want to say. Yeah. Because you can see before even when Gordon drops the news that, uh, Terry and Jesse's dad is going to take over. You see the tears start to well up in uh, Charlie's eyes, and you start to hear his voice yeah. start to. Well, here's the thing, crack. And I want to I want to go on the record saying this right now that I have as an actor, mm-hmm. as a, a filmmaker, I have nothing against the use of the tear stick, because at the end of the day, it is as integral to the understanding of a moment as any other piece of makeup or wardrobe mm-hmm. if that is within the director's vision and it's uh it's incumbent upon the actor to deliver as much as they can to coincide with any human emotion that would that would work for that mm-hmm. and if they do then like you're saying whether or not he was tear sticked everything else about the performance was, was in perfect real, step yeah. with that exactly it was so very if the director's honest. like it's in perfect step but i just wish i could see some tears then you stick him you get the tears you get what you want it helps convey a message to the audience mm-hmm. and that's that's all you need yeah. if you know there are some folks who are who can just and 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 scott trost uh, is teaching uh meisner technique over in china he says there's a Love couple of girls scott in his trost. class that they they it's not an emotional thing when they make themselves cry, when they cry on cue, when they do that mm-hmm. thing, it has nothing to do with their emotional state. In some cases, it's very much a physical sure. trick that people have a genetic tendency toward or, or a greater ability to do. You know, yeah. I, I have to take my contacts out uh, when I do an emotional scene because um, my eyes run a little dry to begin with. So if I have contacts in and I start to cry, they just absorb into the contacts. Like that first tear oh, never sure. comes because it just You're sucks like, up into my dress. I know. Oh, so, but I if see. I take them out, I can get that first one. You know. Okay. I didn't realize about that center eye situation. Though. Oh That's yeah, for cool. the tear stick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the viscosity. Watch for the viscosity. That's the real key. I've never used a tear stick. 
Mm-hmm. But, neither, but like even I'm when not uh, I have a scene that I did with Courtney, you shot this scene. Matter of fact, yeah, that's right, the one in the hospital. Yeah, in the hospital, yeah. I have uh, tears coming down. Uh, one of them comes from the corner of my eye. I only real know this because I've edited it right. a million fucking times. But the second tear does come from the center eye. Mm. Like, is there a reason for that, or is it just I don't know? Like the positioning um, of your head. It, it, I'm sure it has. There are a lot of factors involved, but when it, if you see both eyes running center lines down in the tears, and they look extraordinarily thin, uh, they tend to because usually when people are crying, the tears slowly move down the down the face. Sure. But when they when they well up and drop from the lid to the cheek or come down the center very quickly, mm-hmm. it's usually. And I learned this. Uh, I, I started to think about this the first time a friend of mine who was on um, How to Get Away with Murder, oh, okay. was telling me she did a scene in one of the first few episodes of that where she had to get there. And she was getting there in every way, but they were just like, give us some tears, give us some tears, give us some tears. And she's like, I'm there. If they're not coming, that's what's the true that's for that what moment. That's the truth of the moment. But if they want it, they get it, and they can do it, and it's fine. It's like, I it would love be, that and, you and, touch and, on this. And that's why it's like, if they were like, you're right there, we love it, just give us a bruise over your left eye. It's like, well, bring in makeup. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Come here, let me punch you. Exactly. As actors, they don't teach us to work for tears. You work, work for, for the, the truth, truth of exactly. the situation. Yeah. Sometimes the tears come, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. But it's more important that you are a hundred percent honest with the. And hopefully, given you're in the hands of a director who can uh, shepherd you to a point where either they do come, or if they don't, that that truth is is the right moment. And if the director or the producers need to see it just to tell the story mm-hmm. then they should be able to take the actor aside and let them know why and how it's going to happen and that should be fine too yeah you know who's in a director that i would love to work with i can i assume it's a long list so just surprise yes, me yes but the person that comes to mind right now emilio estevez yes <laughs> did anybody see his uh i didn't see the, the mighty duck the man, mighty duck man <laughs> himself i did not see uh his his movie oh my goodness what was it called it just came out he has a new one out he, yeah, he's in it, and he directed it. Ooh. It came out last year. Okay. It was about uh, a group of uh, homeless people that um, in, that were freezing. I've heard about And this. that uh, uh, essentially did a sit-in, performed a sit-in, in, or a live-in even, if you, if you will, in a library, in a public library. And he was a librarian who said it's absolutely. It's called The Public. Yes, The Public. Um, looked, looked awful when I saw the first trailer. The, whoever cut the second trailer made it look much better, and I'm very interested to see how it is. That is why yeah. anytime I see a first trailer or something, I'm always like, okay. I don't know, let me see the second trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, they're going to show me a little more. Uh-huh. And it's it's, it's going to be a little be better, better, and, yeah. and we're going to have music that's actually from the film yeah. and not trailer music, yeah. and we're going to get a sense of the real feel. Yeah, I'm always like, mm, let me see the part, the second trailer. Well... It is time to talk about the Mighty Duck Man himself. So good. Mr. Emilio Estevez. We've already talked about him. Have we? Which one? Outsiders. Oh, yeah, the Outsiders. Love that. Always wearing the Mickey Mouse shirt. Yeah. So this is... uh, I love this man. Me too. I think he's a fantastic actor from the Mighty Ducks to the Outsiders. What's that? I said it's in his blood. Yeah, absolutely. Charlie Sheen's uh, son... You know, Martin Sheen's son, Charlie Sheen's, Sheen's brother. Son, yeah. Charlie Sheen's brother. All of he's got the, the tiger blood. <laughs> all of the siblings are actors. Yes. As a matter of fact, there's four of them. Well, the other two can't be as good because I've never heard of them. I've well. never heard of them. <laughs> there are no Sheen and no Estevez. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, Men at Work was one of 
the mm. funny movies of the 90s yeah, as well. One of my favorite movies of his, believe it or not, is Young Guns. So good. So believe it. Okay. I believe Both it. of them. One and two, goddammit. I got a fun fact. What's that? It was so cold in Minnesota, right? Is that right? Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So cold in Minnesota that when him and the mom do their little kitten scene and little the snow, date, their little date snow date, uh huh, their lips stick together. No shit. That oh shit. they had to pour warm water on them to separate them because they were like, mm, oh sure, I can't do that. That's why she quit acting. That's she was why like, right you know there. what? If I've got to be stuck that to Leo's lips, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, done. There are, uh, there are worse lips to be stuck to. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> like R. Kelly or Voldemort. It's, just wow. a bunch of, it's a lot of worse lips. They are, they really are in league with one another, those two, aren't they? In my book, yes. Yeah. I was like, wow, they're in the Absolutely. same category. <laughs> in my book, yes. So uh, I mean, what Voldemort did to poor Gail King. <laughs> he made her a star, so I can't really be mad at that. Because even at, when she dies... Gil King's that, yeah. like, like montage is gonna have that interview in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robert. Robert, <laughs> sit down, Robert. All right, guys. So check this out. So I'm gonna uh, give you a fun fact because I don't know when we're gonna get to this movie. Uh, Emilio Estevez's arguably breakout role was in The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Played Andrew Clark. He's done. He did some movies before then, but that was like his big thing that like brought him into the Brat Pack. Hmm. He was originally not cast as Andrew Clark. In Breakfast Club? Yes. You're going to tell, gonna gonna tell us who Club? was. Good. No, no, no. There was nobody cast as Andrew Clark. He was cast as, um, what's his name's role? Bender? Yes. Oh, I could see him as Bender. He was cast as Judd Bender. Nelson. Yeah. yeah, Judd Nelson. Thank you. The fucking gin. <laughs> so we don't put gin. So he was cast as Bender, Son but they couldn't find anybody to play Andrew Clark. Therefore, John Hughes got Emilio Estevez to play Andrew Clark and cast Judd Nelson to That's play a team captain who can turn to a young budding star <laughs> and say and say you're going to play Andrew Clark. I'm and sorry. Like, like, and, yes, sir. And, it's, and, I and got that's it. and that's that's the Charlie Conway in Emilio, who said, okay. He's like, you know what, bitch? All I need is a Letterman jacket, yeah. and I'm on it. Hook me up, coach. Well, do you know that he wasn't the first thought for Gordon Bombay? After the- Brill? There was somebody else? After yeah, the writer? That's right, after the writer. After the writer, there the was... The writer was a quick scan over. <laughs> they, got rid- no. they got rid of Brill because... Hey, girl, they wanted a big name. Can we see a picture of Brill? I'd love to know why. Like, oh, I you have seen him before. What is So he has he acted? He plays the dishwasher repairman in Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back to I'm going to get that. you a picture. Go, go yeah. on back. I'm, sounds great. But, Continue. I'm going to get you a picture. Okay, so other people that were going up for Gordon Bombay were Tom Cruise. Okay. Tom Hanks, who's always on any list that we ever fucking make. Love it. They're like, you know who we love Tom about? Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom, they're like, oh, we're gonna do uh, the Martin Luther King story. Who should be Martin Luther King? Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> I'll buy it. I, I have said this so many times. If he played fucking Malcolm X, I would go see. I would be like, you guys, let's give him a chance, y'all. Yeah. Let's just give him a look at him in the glasses, the bow tie. It's not, just, it's not far off. Let's just see what he does with it. It's going to be good no matter what it is. Um, 
one that I don't know how you guys feel about this one, but he was too old for the role, but Bill Murray. Mm. Hmm. I think that he would have been a very... I can see him definitely in the first half of the movie. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I can totally see him being the Or the worst. first quarter. I could see him training the, the kids worst. to cheat and having a blast. Yeah, it would definitely. be more of them, It would be more... I feel like if it was Bill Murray, it'd be more like Bad News Bears. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very more like Bad News Bears. Um... Also, they had Michael J. Fox, who I could see. Love Michael J. Fox. Love me some yeah. J. Fox. I don't and know, 92. How old was, was Estevez compared to Fox? What's their age They're now? about the same age. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're roughly about the, the same roughly age. Roughly the same haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breakfast Club came out roughly two or three years, give or take, as uh, Back to the Future. Okay. Um, one more person for Bombay. Charlie Sheen. Man, they went he, with the right brother. I think they went with the right. He's still better. Yeah. He's still mad. No. Uh, strangely enough, uh, Estevez has moved on to directing for the most part, mm-hmm. and he cast his uh, brother Charlie and his dad in a lot of his movies. That's mm. what I. So I do have dad. a mo- uh, picture for you. Brill. Stephen Brill looks a lot like Bill Murray. Oh wow! Okay, I could see it. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't well, like. I don't does. like him for for Bombay. You know, if I if you're showing me headshots of the two of them, and maybe I'm For biased sure. because I've seen Mighty Ducks now 284 Plus, this is times. Like, him in like the 2000s of something. It's probably true. it's probably a dated photo. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whatever. But either way, no yeah, thanks. He's had a number of things. He is also the director of Heavyweights. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah. Good job, sir. Yeah. Good job. Um. Well, fuck this gin. I can't even think of his name right now, even though I love him. Uh, lead actor of Heavyweights. The young actor or no, the ben Stiller? Stiller? Ben Stiller. Wow, that yeah, Jen ben, is I working. thought Ben Stiller directed See why that. we don't like Jen? Yeah. And I feel I like feel I'm great. Do, I feel like I'm doing like a slight better than Jen I normally do. does not agree with our brains. But I still feel stupid. Um, yeah, well, you guys got to remember that the 90s had a lot of kid sports movies. Mm-hmm. Little fucking giants. Yes, Thank you very much. Devin Ed Sawa O'Neal. again. That Dude. fucking hunk. Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis. We got yeah. Sandlot. We've got Rookie of the Year. Oh, We've funky butt-loving. <laughs> Did you just say funky butt-loving? <laughs> we have Angels in the Outfield. Mm-hmm. They were just coming Joseph with Gordon it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yo. They were a, couple of, a couple of camp movies, too. In addition to Heavyweights, you had Camp Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another classic. What else is there? I feel like there's one more I'm not thinking. Obviously, Salute Your Shorts, the series. <sighs> yeah, All right. That Jen, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, as uh, Daniel said... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Emilio Estevez has moved on to directing, and he did a movie called The Public. And mm-hmm. now that you mention it, I really want to see it. Very curious to see how I'm it is. Now. Michael Kenneth Williams. Mm-hmm. I will look at trailer yeah. two. Yeah, trailer number say. two <laughs> is is far superior. Being that I'm three uh, mighty Bombay's in, I'm not going to say this verbatim, but the last thing I'll say about Emilio Estevez is that um, he has a quote online about Hollywood and how if they give you fame, they can take it away. But if you earn it, they can't. Mm. And also, you have to decide how much of your soul you're willing to sell to do another blockbuster Mm -hmm. or this, that, and the other. And eventually, you have to decide whether you want to do that or if you just want to put out good work. And I think that Emilio has decided to put out good work rather than being 
extremely famous because he ultimately had Hollywood and everything that goes with it at his feet. And after, I would say, like Mission Impossible, he decided to step away from that and focus on just doing good work. He was good in Mission Impossible. That was a, lovely, was. a lovely role. Yeah. They killed him off very early. Yeah. And I don't know if that was his Spoiler choosing alert. or what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen that in the last 20 years. But, I mean, he does a good job. Always He's does always a great funny. job. He does serious good. His dad is amazing. I just mm-hmm. watched the first episode of Grace and Frankie today. Nice. Is Fucking he in that? Lo- his dad, yeah. Oh, Martin nice. Sheen. Yeah. Okay. Badlands, one of the greatest roles yes. of all time. There you go. So he's Apocalypse. out there. I love him. We were definitely talking about him again because he fucking makes good shit. Okay. All right, well, I'm out. <laughs> well, I'm done. I'm if you got two MSW. and a half hours in and you got to hear that, congratulations. <laughs> You're one of the few. Oh, my one God. One of the very few. My mom's going to be like, no, Daniel was right. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, I got one more. Fun fact? Fun fact! Fun fact! So, in Australia, this movie was called something completely Oh, different. shit. What did they call it? You know, I like it when I find <laughs> I love names. when you find the new names. So, in Australia, they had to be extra different. And so, their name for Mighty Ducks is Champion. Right, and All it right. was marketed for in some set, in some markets as Mighty Ducks are the champions when the second film was coming out, right? To differentiate uh, it from the first, the second one is like at least they in at least stole in Australia. The Queen song. So the first one is called Champions. Part two in Australia is called The Mighty Ducks, and part three in Australia is called D three, The Mighty Ducks. Mm. Gotcha. So they never so they bad. never got D two. Okay, well then let me, well, you know what time it is then. I know what time it is. What time is it? Time for Z for the people. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I found a spot for, to go with this movie. So it says, Talk to me. 1989, the U.S. Hockey Foundation has helped kids all over the United States. Nice. It's supplying them with skates and uh, uniforms and stuff like that. Actually having fundraisers for them to raise up having tournaments. And they've had U.S. tournaments all over the world. And we win and shit in hockey, apparently, from what I've seen. They also um, allow children, I believe, with... Uh, mental and physical disabilities to play hockey as well, so they sponsored that, and it was a pretty cool foundation that I found. So, nice. if you are into hockey, your kids are into hockey, and it looks like it's not just for kids. I think that you might not look into this fucking foundation if you ever need anything for your Hawks, that's right, your hockey team. Win, um, win, go to win, <laughs> win, 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 win. They're like win, 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 win. Yeah, we're fired up. Yeah, yeah we're fired up. Lose? <laughs> um, you can go to the ushockeyfoundation.com and you can donate your time, donate your money, or donate or ask if they can help you out. Shit. Um, and that is my Z for the people. Nice. See, I can't sing, but I can imitate uh, other people. That is all singing is. Awesome. Yeah, I just gotta choose the right singer. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Oh, I wish that like I could, cause I sound like Beyonce right now. So, Shit, or Rihanna. Before we get to this scene, there's one thing that we forgot. Oh yeah, and that is uh, 
Daniel was going to do a little play-by-play uh, -play of why okay. the Flying V will work in certain situations. So... Oh my goodness! Okay, Check this, this out. <laughs> Traditionally, there's a play in hockey called a three-on-two. Can you raise it up because it's blocked by the lights, camera, cocktail sign? Oh yeah. I'm trying to move it over here. Okay. You're good. Just above the mic. Trying to get it all working. There you go. So when there's a thank you, when there's a three on two, uh, there are three forwards moving in the direction of the goal and only two defenders back. It's called an odd man rush because they have uh, an odd number of players on there, right? Okay. Now traditionally, the best way to do this is for the guy in the middle to have the puck or girl, the per the player in the middle to have the puck, and as soon as they reach the blue line to dish it off to a player on the side. Depending on which defender attacks first. Actually, uh, to a certain degree. It's, it's a little loose, but the idea is that they want to get rid of the puck so that they can drive the net as hard as they can. Because mm. that forces both of these defenders to come back because in that split second, there's no clear determination as to who's going to do what with the puck, so they're forced to move back. Gotcha. And what that allows the puck carrier to do is make this pass across the seam to the third man in who will take the shot more often than not as this guy comes in the back door for rebounds and this guy crashes the net. Now, the flying V, I don't know how to clear this. Reset everything, yes. The flying V is essentially an augmented three on two. Okay. Where you have, let me just set these up here. Come on, guys. There we go. You have five players in a rough V formation, mm -hmm. and even if you have all five players back, in fact, let me start this out a little earlier. So you start out behind the net, right? So by, they start out in the V by the time they get out here. Yeah. And the defenders are out here like this. In kind of a, the five you see on a, on a, die, on a piece of dice. That's, that's yeah. how you would see that, okay? Okay. Now, as they move up, you'll notice in the film they move the puck back. Yeah. It starts out with the player out front, and they move it back to here, and it can move around among these players, but there's a rule in hockey where you can't hit the player that doesn't have the puck. Oh, okay. So these guys can't really access the puck carrier. They're being protected by blockers, essentially, almost like it's a football play. Gotcha. And by the time they get back into their own zone, the forwards, or the wingers here, They'll, right before the blue line, they give the puck to the guy in the center. Uh huh. And this is where it gets cool. If these... I'm not mistaken, that's Jesse Hall, and Guy Germain is the one in the back. Yes, it is. It and what happens, is, what happens is, uh, player number two has to let this player go by to player number four, and they break off together. This player comes over here, they, or they break off together, they break off together, it and it creates a one-on-one. -on -one. Exactly. And it happens at the blue line where there's all this lateral room. So all that this player has to do is pick a side, their strong side, move around, and they're going to get a great shot on net with two players coming in from either back door, depending on where the rebound goes, and these guys looping back to cover the point and defend in case it gets broken up. Nice. Now, of course, the only way to stop that is to do what they do in D2, which is to throw a, a big hit on the puck carrier as the puck moves forward to the front man at the blue line. If they do that, 
then all fall over like bowling pins and it goes five <laughs> man the other direction, mm-hmm. which is how it works. So that's that's a breakdown they did of the very, flying very v. well and in accordance with the rules in D two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was totally legal how they how they defended against it and it was completely uh, completely appropriate. That tutorial was brought to you by Hockey Board, a free app for Android definitely <laughs> and iPhone maybe. <laughs> iPhone maybe. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a flying V. So, that is a flying V, and that's how it works, and that's how you can defend it. I love it very, very much. So, uh, sadly, I have to confess that I did not rehearse this scene. Okay. At all. You're but fired. I know. I'm sorry. I'm fired, I'm too. Also, I also showed up to work drunk. Fair enough. But we're going to do it anyway. You it's going to be fun. Drunk? Yeah. Did you get in trouble? I don't know. Not yet. Did they notice you were drunk? I don't know. Can you sell them drunk? You haven't right stood now? up yet, so I don't You're not know. going to work now, are you? I'm working. Yeah. We're working now. So we're going to do this scene from next week's movie, and we're going to see how it goes because uh, normally we're more prepared than this. Uh, I'm not going to be doing the accent because I think it's absurd. Mate, you've got to do the accent. How are you going to play Wayne if you don't do the accent? It's not. A, it's an Australian accent. Oh, you're right. My fault. Sorry. <laughs> so I've been say, watching trailers for The Gentleman hearing, all week. Not hearing. Come on, make it sharp. Cut me with it. You don't I'm very excited for that. I'm going to do an accent, but that's rare for me as well. So. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to move this into my eyeline, and then we're going to knock this out and get on with our lives. Let me know when you're ready since I have the first line. Uh, I don't want to rush yes, you. Yes, you do. All right. So uh, let me do a quick speed through. All right. You good, Z? I'm as, as, she as she's going to be. Dude, Jen's in my system, so God <laughs> knows what's about to happen right now. All right. <clears throat> Jen fucks us up in the first place. Yeah, so t- even if I practice for a month, I'm still fucked up. We may do three takes. So what's next for the Noxes? Well, I'm thinking about us laying in bed for about two days. And uh, maybe we can, I've been thinking about motherhood. So me and Mickey, we should start on that as quickly as possible. <laughs> All right, got to go. Wait, wait, how do you intend to disappear? I mean, you two are probably the most famous couple in America. Well, there's that underground railroad where... Uh... Okay, in the interview. Okay, let me just swing the camera around and do my little uh, wrap-up. Oh, we're going to do a little wrap-up. All right, Wayne. Mm-hmm. But it won't be you staring at the camera looking dumb and acting stupid. Instead, it's going to be staring down the barrels of our shotgun, and we're going to be blowing your brains all over that tree back there. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. Cut, cut, cut. This is a fucking joke, right? Not Wayne St. Joe. <laughs> wait, don't you guys always leave somebody alive? <laughs> yeah, the, the camera. camera. You didn't shoot that shit. All right, let's try that one more time, just for fun. Because this is a fun scene. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) And I know how much you love this movie. I can't wait. I can't wait. No, I can't wait. All right. When you're ready. Because I don't like to say action. So what's next for the Noxes? 
So I'm thinking of us laying in a big bed for about two days. And I've been thinking about motherhood. So I think that me and Mickey should start on that as quickly as possible. <laughs> All right, got to go now. Oh, wait, I mean, how do you intend to disappear? You two are probably the most famous couple in America. Well, they got that uh, underground railroad where they... Uh... Okay, 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 in the interview. Okay, uh... Let me just turn the camera around and do my little wrap-up. Oh, we're going to do a little wrap-up, all right, Wayne. But it ain't going to be you staring at the camera looking dumb and acting stupid. Instead, it's going to be you staring down the barrels of our shotgun, and we're going to splatter your brains all over that whoa, tree back whoa, whoa, there. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Okay, cut. Cut. That's a fucking joke, right? Don't you go running. Turn around like a... Wayne? Take it like a man. Not like a carrot. Wayne. Yes, queen. You always leave one survivor, right? Yeah, your camera. Your camera, bitch. We don't need you, dude. He's like, oh, okay. Dude, he's pleading for his life. He's absolutely pleading. Um, All right, you guys. Uh, This has been... uh, It hasn't been that long. You'll be all right. Thank you so much for sticking with us, though. Long workout. We appreciate yes. it. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. We That's would love me. to have you back on. It's been a pleasure. Yes. I'll be back uh, for Speed. You guys set up a date for Speed. I'm definitely here. Definitely got to do Speed. I need your love sister it. for Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Day. Mm-hmm. Get that petty cash. Yes. Love Keanu Reeves and Sandy Bullock. Love yes. fucking Sandy Bullock. Me too, me too. <laughs> Tell that wildcat behind the wheel. Not to slow down, though. <laughs> All right, you guys, we're out of here. We'll see you guys right here next week on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails, because ducks fly together. Oh, my God. When the, when the cows Ooh. are moving and they're turning circles in the past.